You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen Jones. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the For All Nerd Show, the podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color, the voice of the urban geek. And as always, it's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Big Dick Grayson Energy, <laughs> the white man whisperer, Chris Radnorock, a Baymax, Yolo Baggins, Lando Californication, the ghost in the shell toe. Here in the spaceship tonight. <laughs> big, big grace and energy. I am joined by <laughs> Tatiana King Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Baptin Ameriba, aka Father Stretch My Bands, aka Dame Diner Dash, aka Princess Preach, aka Sean Jean Luc Picard, aka Lord of Lightsabers. Yeah, I was gonna say it. You were gonna say what? I said it. Okay. All right. Well, there we go. And you know, we have a special guest returning to the spaceship. <laughs> I think this is, what, fourth time now? Is it four? I think yeah. so, yeah. yeah. It's like once a year. Yeah. <laughs> Young Guru, a.k.a. Hank McCoy. I only got one a.k.a. Oh, come on. You got more than that. You got, <laughs> you got way more than that. Uh, a.k.a. the glue. That's it. There we go. The glue. Mr. Young Guru, the legend, is here in the spaceship. Oh, we got all Howard University. Hey, yes, you. You know here in the spaceship tonight, other than, you know, our engineer, Mr. A. King. You say what? What'd you say? Oh, there we go. You know, there we go. You know, it's it's a little bit. You know, we're going to work it out. But we're here in the spaceship tonight. I'm hot as hell. It feels bright and uh, sunny up in here tonight. I know. turned off one of the lights. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm just hot because there's a lot going on in the news right now. But, oh. mm, mm. Oh, that <laughs> a lot of clout chasing going on, folks. A lot of clout chasing going on. But, you know, we're coming to the end of the year. Hope everyone has had a great year. Um... We do have a lot to talk about tonight, though. and We do. We do. You know, and I know, you know, Young Guru being here, we're probably going to be arguing for like two hours straight. That's all right with that's me, all good. That's what we do. You know, that's what we do. But yeah. um, let's see. What are we talking about this week? You know, what has been going on? I mean, other than a certain little show, you know, coming to its finale. And uh, our guest here, you know, let's get right into it. Said, are we jumping in? We jumping yeah, you know, in? we should jump right yeah. in. You know, might as well. Don't waste time. Okay. You know, this this week, folks, Watchmen ended. Um, if you caught our Instagram live, uh, you saw us, you know, talking about the finale immediately after the show went off. And after that, I talked to Guru for a second. You know, we had <laughs> yep. a good conversation. We had a great conversation, yep. actually, yeah. In which he said that the finale was mid-grade. It was, was it was to me for for a couple reasons. Okay, now, first on, of all, before, wait before yeah. we go. Yes, first spoilers of all, all all the way out from yeah, here. Yeah, first of all, if you haven't watched it, you need to watch I it. I absolutely love the show. Okay, it's one of the greatest television shows that I've seen in a very long time. Next to my darling, right? Um, next to what? Next to my darling, Star Trek is oh, will yeah. always forever be the greatest television <laughs> show. What else ever. do you think he was talking about? 
What else could I be talking about? The Sigh. Wire is my second favorite of all time. Okay. This is up there. Um, I, I will admit that I was slow. I didn't watch it when it first, first came out. I think it was two episodes in. And as usual, Ben is like, yo, hitting me and we're going to have this discussion. And I'm like, I haven't watched it yet. He's like, are you crazy? <laughs> He's like, yo, you got to go watch this right now. So I instantly fell in love because I was like, um, it's one of the best spinoffs, possibly the best spinoff I've ever seen. Mm. Um, but then two, the subject matter obviously drew me in from the gate where it was just like, oh, we, we dealing with Black Wall Street from from the gate? That's incredible. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love the way the story was told uh, because some people were complaining about, well, it's sporadic and it's jumping around and this is like dealing with different characters. But you you see, you know, at the end that this is really you experiencing time the way that Dr. Manhattan experiences time, mm. which I think is a great way of storytelling where it's just like, OK, well, what part of the timeline am I in? Mm -hmm. right. right. That was a great part of it. Um I think it's, it's, it's one of the better uh, things that there are so many points in comics that are done because we're actually looking at a visual medium and reading it, mm -hmm. right? So when you're reading a comic, you have the ability to, like, say, look at billboards that are in, you know what I mean? In the, the background. In the background yeah. that are explaining things or um, some of those points that I didn't necessarily draw out of the original comic. You, you understand? Mm -hmm. Like. Now that I, I went backwards, I, I read the comic after I watched Watchmen. Yep. Because the movie for Watchmen to me was just okay. It, it wasn't. Is. Yeah, it was. It wasn't incredible. It was just like cool. But then now that this came out, it, it made me go back and be like, okay, well, I need to read the original comic. Mm -hmm. That was so my approach. Yeah. I didn't read the original comic until after I watched the finale, which then further explained to me why certain things were done in the finale, the yes. way that they were done. That's what I was telling you. Right? So yep. then me and Ben were having this argument, and I was like, well, there's certain questions that were still not answered for me. Like, who is this skinny guy that just, you know, oiled himself up and went down this drain? And Ooh, I'm man. like, I didn't get who that was in the finale. And Ben is like, yo, you have to read the comic because inside of the original comic, they're inserting a whole bunch of information that's not in the book. It's just these side things that you get. Yep. So I'm like, okay, cool. Now I get the understanding of why it's done that way. Why they did the PDPedia. Yes. Like, because in the comic, it'll have like an issue. And then it might have, let's say, a newspaper article where it's right. a straight up newspaper article. Or you get to read excerpts of Homeboy, the original. Book. Yeah, you get to yeah. read excerpts of the book that people reference where they're like, oh, well, he outed us in this certain book. You get to read those excerpts. Excerpt book. Yeah. yeah, it's so, fucking ill. So yeah. you got into it. You, yeah. got, you got deep into the comic. All the way. There's, you know, and, and, and I understand that this is um, one season. Yes. So, you know, of course, like, say, The Wire I love, right? Because it's like five seasons and you get real in-depth and the character development over five mm -hmm. seasons gets really, really in-depth. Um, like Star Trek, again, this is just multiple, multiple seasons. So we get, you know, we build characters and characters. Yeah. So for to be one season, to be just nine episodes, yeah. and for us to be this involved, um, I, think it's a, I think it's an incredible thing. Yeah. I just thought, and I hate picking apart the negative things, right? Yeah. Because it's so good. But then there are questions of, like, if this woman is sitting on a couch and she's an ex-superhero, why would she not jump? <laughs> when that shit second... fell halfway no, 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 down no, 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 the floor. No, before it fell. So if I'm going to the ops or anybody I think could be the ops and you turn around and start grabbing something, you could be grabbing a gun. Oh, I'm jumping Not up. just a remote control. You could be grabbing a gun. So I'm jumping, mm -hmm. right? And especially that character, she's supposed to jump. So You're those right. those little things, I was like, oh, well, that's, that's a little not in character for her. Mm -hmm. um, but in the ending... I, I don't know if this was an ode to comic books 
or if it was just the thing that I hate about comic books my whole entire life is when the villain explains his whole plot to mm-hmm. the hero, yeah. right? Most of the time, it's the villain explaining it to the hero of like, this is what I'm doing. And it's really for us, the audience, yes. right? But you don't naturally do that in real life. You just do it. Yeah. So it felt weird to me when the um, the politician is explaining the plot to the people who made the plot, mm-hmm. right. right? The old people that's sitting there, they made the plot. Why is it necessary for him to explain? Just do it. But see, that's what I was telling you. I think that's a tribute to, and this is a spoiler for the comic book. And the comic book... Um, when Osmondeus does his bid ploy, when he does his bid plan, mm-hmm. teleporting the squid into New York. But he does it 45 minutes, minutes after, after, after he see, did Osmondeus it. is the smartest person in the, yes. on the planet. Right. Yeah. Senator Kane is an idiot. Right. And for the audience, I mean, I'm not, it's, not the, it's not the spoiler alert, but it's just like, yo, when, when he did that in the book, yeah. you know, he's explaining that whole thing and they're like, oh, okay, well, this is what's going on. And he's like, y'all think I'm dumb? Yeah. Like, I, I pushed the button 45 right, minutes ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you wouldn't explain yourself. No, to but try he's to get an stopped. idiot, and that's supposed to be. The, I think that was a tribute to the comic and to show how dumb this motherfucker is. Because as soon as he started talking, I was like, okay, he's not he's gonna out. do it. He's done. He's not gonna win this. You yeah. know, I, 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 you I feel could have like set that up a little bit better, and yeah. we knew that whatever was going on. Um, that the uh, the Asian lady was basically planning that whole thing. She's yeah. like, I'm going to let y'all do this and gather all this. Basically, you're doing the work for me, mm-hmm. right? I didn't have to build the uh, the box. Yeah. Y'all, y'all got all the watches together. I got y'all doing all of that right. without me even lifting a finger, right. Yep. right? But I also don't understand, again, why no one rushed this little lady. She's <laughs> standing there. Lady True? Yeah, like she's just standing there. And it's just like, I don't care. Okay, they, they show you the, like, we took the guns away and we yeah. transported them somewhere different. Yeah. But still, no one rushes her. Yeah. Like, this is the end result of your plan that has been going on for I don't know how long. Nobody just rushes her and her people. You're supposed to have soldiers. They're supposed to be bout it, bout it. Like, what happened? How come they just standing they there listening, <laughs> listening to this? They not about it. Like, <laughs> after they were bewildered, after taking their guns, so they were kind of just teleported. sitting and, and well, after, after, teleported. Okay, okay. After, the, after the teleportation, you are stunned for a bit. They, have made, they yeah. have made that point. You yeah. know what I mean? That you can't kind of like move yeah. after you. And, and even um, you usually throw up. the daughter, throw, yeah, the daughter the hates it because she's like, you know what I mean? Every time, when she got transported to her mother in, yeah. in the comic and in, in the, when they go to the funeral, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. She's like, her mother says, I would have think by now you would get used to that yeah. sort of traveling. She's like, no, I'm never used to it, mm-hmm. right? right? So you, we know that there's a physical effect to yeah. your body. But still, it's just like nobody tried to like just physically rush I mean, this woman. Also, <laughs> listen, at, at this point, when you think about it, like these are these, I call them KKK members, white supremacist members, right. whatever. They are like the typical, you give them a gun, now they feel like they, they got it. But as soon as you take their weapon away, all of a sudden they don't have that power no more. And I think besides just the physical stuff about being transported, they just, they're not about it. They're not really mm. trained. They're not really these people who are going to do, like you said, do the obvious, which is just rush her. They're not, they're not about that life whatsoever. I okay, really so don't then, think they are. Wh- why, this is another point. Why is it necessary for the blood to seep into the cage right. in order for him to transport people. Right? He's he's organic matter. Because remember he said earlier, um ah, episodes, there, see, there it episodes is, before, yeah. he said when he was not not episodes before, but when he explained to Angela about his power. Remember Angela asked him, you know, could you pass your powers on to somebody? Right. He said, well if I put he if I put this is paraphrasing my powers into some organic material uh, technically, yeah, I could transfer my power. But that's the transfer of power. Is, but but he can use his he can use his power on all matter though. But he couldn't get through the cage. He couldn't get through the cage. But the yeah, matter but, came to him. Blood is matter. It's okay. So does the cage stop his power? Because then at the at the end of the day, 
Then, he can't get out. I didn't say it stopped his power. Just say he can't get out. Clearly, he still has the power. He just can't get out of the cage. That doesn't mean if something enters the cage with him that he can't use the power. There was no so nobody ever said he didn't have no power. Say what? There's air in the cage. Air, air is matter. Air, so, air. <laughs> so why can't he, you know, again we're picking apart yeah, we're picking something apart thing, that yeah. is uh, that is, is almost matter. perfect and it's yeah. a really good series I'm just making these little key points because my whole thing was like okay how is he gonna wrap this up and I felt like um uh I didn't get a true real like all the way in explanation of uh what's Silverface's name Lube Man uh, no, oh, no. no looking, looking glass. glass looking glass I didn't get a pure explanation because it's just like okay he took the mask and he's there he's trying to infiltrate them but he kind of didn't do shit so he's just sitting there like yo I could I could pop them I'm gonna get us out of here right but yeah. then when she's like alright we'll start busting he's like okay well then what yeah right. it's like okay well then well, what was your plan to so get y'all out of here he didn't when you put it like that, what was his point of being there? Yeah, but he like at the same time, he was trying to do something, and he when he trying. got there, he realized shit. You know, like <laughs> these motherfuckers just teleported and, and, a motherfucker in front and, of me. And like. if you think about it that way, to Ben's <laughs> point, then you could argue, be like, that's your that's your friend. Why would you not show up to try to save them? Yeah, Why would Looking so Glass not show, try to show up and save Lori and the rest of them? Yeah, he's trying, but and also, and also I he didn't, didn't know who was gonna be there. I he think Looking knew. Glass went there for revenge. It wasn't about like it wasn't about no. He's like, oh, y'all came for me. I'm coming for y'all. Yes, and then he got there and was like, "Shit!" Right. It answered, it answered <laughs> my question on whether or not on whether or not he was part of them because there was an mm-hmm. angle where I was like, "Okay, he could be part of them. Mm. He could be a plant, right? Yep. He could have been um, the whole time working with them." And then when it seemed like because because what is weird to me is that now it answers my question that he can be wrong. So if you remember, the fat guy was in the pod, right? Yep. And and he, you don't see him interrogating him. But you see him walking him out, and he clears him. Mm-hmm. He says, "Okay, this guy's clear." But that fat guy is obviously one of the uh, one of the uh, white, white supremacists. Mm. Yeah. So he was wrong. Yeah. So it was just like, well, it, looking glass. I think I think that was the thing about him. I don't think he was ever really right. You know, I think he was like off in the head, and they were using that whole pod thing. But and they were making him seem like he was right because it was like, okay, his you know, you know again, these are people. The point that they're making is that your common things can become superpowers, right? Mm-hmm. If, you, if you train them enough. The smartest yeah. man in the world doesn't have a superpower. It's just a lot of intelligence. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying with Looking Glass is that, okay, I can tell that you're lying because I'm trained to do that. Yes. I can look at the twitches in your eye. I can look yes. at the way you respond to things, which obviously on the outside makes him perfect for market research, right? Mm-hmm. When everybody's sitting in there and they're like, oh, we love this commercial about going back to New York. And he's like, yo, they're all lying. Yeah. You yep. know what I mean? He, we, we, we're building him as a character to say that he has that ability. Yep. And and he was actually right the other times when he, we saw him interrogate people. Mm-hmm. But are you, but also you a hundred that that's the same fat dude? Could yeah, be go a, back and watch it. Yeah, it yeah, could be a exact, bunch of fat dudes. No, like. no, 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 <laughs> no. That was the point. That was the point. It's the exact same guy. Go back and watch it. All right. I so will. When, when he first busts into uh, when he grabs the the fake gun, you, he thinks it's real. But when they set him up and he grabs the gun right. out of the truck, uh-huh. and he busts in on him the first time, yeah. yep. that guy is standing there. Uh-huh. He's in there oh. with them. Go back and watch it again. That guy's that. That was my first time of seeing it. Be like. Oh, well, is he wrong? Yeah, oh, you know what I mean. I okay. thought I thought he could have he could have been part of the plot, but it answered my question. But then it just makes it so that he's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, nobody's but overall, perfect. it was a great thing. It was like so many um, angles that we don't normally see. You know what I'm saying? And 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 it's beyond just. I, I've been hearing a lot of people. You know, obviously because there's such a black uh, twist to it, right? Mm-hmm. We love that. We're just like, yo, we we love these sort of stories. When mm-hmm. are these stories going to be in the comics that we love? So the basic, number one, off of Black Wall Street, number two, to have um, 
the idea that reparations is already done yeah. in their time period. And it's done on a city and state basis versus a national basis. Yeah. Right? That thing is ill. When she's actually going in and she gets the acorn um, and puts the acorn in the imaging machine, you know, it's that perfect thing of of what sci-fi does because now that someone thought that up, we're going to actually have that in yeah. the future. Yeah. You know Facts. what I mean? Somebody's yeah. going to make that. Um, just the way that you're looking at your lineage um, that way is ill. Or again, like when she's walking down the street to get to that place, you got members of the Nation of Islam that's just standing on the corner, not slinging bean pies, not selling papers. They just normal parts of society. Mm. So much so that you got to catch that. Like yeah. it's just brothers standing there with bow ties and nobody's focused on it. The artwork behind them is all black. Yep. Like everything about that was like super black. Yeah. Mm. Um, it also showcases like the turn of what can happen if you start doing to the oppressor what they did to you. Yeah. Right. So then now we obviously see that all the black people in this town, you know, in 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 Tulsa have now gotten to the point where they're above everybody else in society. So now we go to the point where if you have a lower class of white people living in what we think is a trailer park or whatever mm-hmm. that is, now you can see how the cops can just come raid them. Nobody cares. You got other cops that's kind of like, yo, y'all wilding, but it still goes on. Mm. This is the way we're treated. You know mm. what I mean? So it's just like you're looking at does the does the power corrupt totally, right? In the that mask. In, yeah, in that form. It, mm. it, it is the mass, but it's also just a thing of what you're allowed to do to lower parts of society. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just period. But uh, that's saying, like police in general, like even in real life, police is a mask. You yeah, know, no, once absolutely. you put on the badge, that's like putting on a mask because no, no one can touch you. Absolutely. You know, you have every right to do whatever you want and no one can do anything against you. Right. Or you're 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 the best way to put it is like you're an agent of the matrix. You that know too. what I mean? Like yeah. that, that sort of thing. It's just like when you say the law or the man or whatever, the actual physical tentacle of that is the guy walking down the street mm-hmm. in blue with a badge on. So it's just like Though once you're right, once you put that badge on, it does become sort of the mass what, thing. We were talking about this on the Instagram Live when I was because you know the KRS One, you know, officer from Overseer. Yes, and yes. that's what you know. You were all shocked when I said it, but I'm like, yo, that's where it comes from. You know, the overseers were who overlooked the slaves, and now the officers are the ones who overlooked the servants. But it was still, it was still. Do like, you still feel after this conversation? You still huh? feel it was mid. No, no, I feel I feel better about it now that I've I've actually read the comic and I see the story, the way that the story is told. Okay. And then I also and I, and I said this to Ben. I also have to remind myself of the fact that this is fantasy, mm-hmm. right? Meaning, like in in um, certain science fiction that I love, I love it to be based in reality. So there are times, and and comic books are not that. Mm-hmm. They are supposed to be our fantasies. Right. And and the way that we people with superpowers, that's not based in reality. Yeah. But it's me having to reexamine it and relook at it because I wanted a different outcome. So it was, you know, it was sort of like me having to say, OK, I have to bow down to the way that they wrote this. Um, I also mm. I love the metaphors. And, I, you know, again, it took me a couple episodes and I love it because I'm sitting there and immediately I have the same questions that everybody else has, where it's just like, all right, what is this egg reference? Why why we keep referencing eggs constantly, 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 mm-hmm. right? And to be able to take it and to have double and triple entendres for the egg because the egg not only is um, the thing of what came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Yep. And then I, it's not for me to spoil it, but it's just like, in my mind, my scientific mind is like, you've always answered that question with neither. No, no, yes. No, no, the, the, whatever species that predated the chicken is what came before the chicken and the yeah. egg. The chicken evolved out of another species. Yeah. Right? So the chi- that's a mute question. 
But it's it's a great analogy of yeah. the egg of what happens with time, you know, specifically with her and the grandfather because she asked that question, which then sets the grandfather into motion about knowing that this man, you know what I'm saying, was had had this suit in his closet. Yeah. But if she never asked that question, he would have never known that to say right. it to her. That's similar to what I was telling Ben on the live when I was like, this reminds me of the Schrodinger's cat situation. Yes. Where it, the cat is both dead and alive in this box, which you would never know mm-hmm. unless you look at it or whatever. Right. Like, and similar to how I mentioned how perception of time, how Manhattan lives. Like, right. he see everything is true and everything is false at the same time. Like, everything is real and everything's not. So it's 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 interesting. It's I, very I, interesting. I also don't. What he makes a very specific point that he can't. He's not omnipotent. He no. can only see his timeline. Right. Yeah. Right. Which then makes, which then brings you to the ultimate point of us as human beings, which is choice. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you say he could have did more, or he learns the value of life at a certain point, right? Yeah. He then he he has to love a woman in order to earn learn the value of life, mm-hmm. because we go to that statement of him saying, "Well, there's you know theoretically no difference between a live body and a dead body, right?" To him, it's just the same thing. But once you get that attachment, that emotion, it's like, okay, now I understand what life is. Mm-hmm. Or you can you can then say, okay, well, which I thought was just so ill where they actually said it and he was like, well, don't all relationships end in tragedy? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, well, if you look at it as, well, yeah, they kind of do, but it makes you value the time period of the relationship that much more. So it may seem weird if he's saying to somebody and being like, yo, here's the situation. Here's your man. He he comes at you and he's totally honest. He's like, yo, we're going to rock out for 10 years and then that's it. (laughs) (laughs) Right? From the the gate of the relationship. He's like, yo, but, but if you think about it, isn't that kind of what everybody is saying when they get into a relationship? Yep. Because there's a time limit. Whether or not that's 50 years, 60 yeah. years, you're married for It's going to end in some tragedy. Either y'all going to break up, which is going to be a tragedy, or one of y'all going to die, which is, which is going to be a tragedy. tragedy. So it's going to end in it, but... The difference is you don't know the time period. Exa- when someone sits there and say 10 years, you're like, and yeah, you're but, thinking that the whole time? Well, you're, you're, take, you're taking into but, account how much time you have. He's being completely honest. Mm-hmm. So it's like, does it, okay, so then I, I naturally ask this question. At what number does it make it agreeable for you? If I say, okay, 11 <laughs> years, 20 years, 30 think, years, you, you get the point right, of what I'm saying? Right, right. It don't it, never make, it's by, never agreeable. By entering into the yeah. relationship, you are ultimately looking at the end of it because yeah. that's what I thought was so ill about it. He was just like, when he said that, I had to pause for a second. I was just like, <laughs> yo, he's right. He's right. Like all, they all end in trap. But that thing of I would rather trade the tragedy for the lifetime of connection with this person. I'm building a life with this person. I'm experiencing things with this person. I have this, again, I go back to the matrix where um, you're discussing love with computers and and, and Neo going, okay, well, I just never heard a computer talk about love. And the dude's laughing, the Indian dude's laughing. He's like, it's not, that's just your word for it, right? Mm. What I'm talking about is a connection. Oh, yeah. The connection is what this thing really is. And that's that's the whole point. We live life with this connection knowing that everything is finite. If not, you should just murder yourself. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And that's not the point. You want to live life. And in actuality, is a disrespect to your life to fast forward to the end. It's like, yo, I'm supposed to take and, and nourish every second of life. Be present in every moment. Know that no day is promised. Mm-hmm. Know that, like, this is a blessing for me to wake. When people say these things, they sound cliche. It's a blessing for me to wake up every day. But it really is. So it's just like... Value that and, and and place the value in the time that you have with somebody versus like, yo, this is going to end in tragedy. I don't know if that's necessarily like the viewpoint that I would look at it from, but it is a real statement. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it's like what you just said, like 
Angela, in her situation, had never had stability in her life. Right. It had always been craziness and uncertainty and things coming out of nowhere. Right. Woman shows up, says, I'm going to take you back to America. Everything going to be great. Dies. Right. Yeah, you know, absolutely. parents just chilling one day, yeah, get blown up. Uh, you know, so yeah. she never had nothing. And, and, and the reality. Imagine walking up to her. That shit was wild. Yeah. yeah. And the reality of the things that you really want. Because when she walks into the morgue, she's like, all right, here's these three people that ain't nobody going to trace them. Right? Mm. So then he's like, I get the feeling that you ain't really telling me what you... It's like you in a relationship when you telling... When you saying to that person, like, what is it you... Break down the walls. What mm-hmm. is it you really want? And if you honest, you're going to be like, well, I do want somebody that looks really good. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so she... she <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I would like to be attracted to the girl that I'm with. Yep. So the same for her. She's like, now she pulls out this black dude and he's like... If you want that, then that's easy. Like yeah. I can do. But so now she's physically attracted to the guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's getting every. Not only just a stability, like she's getting everything. Like they sex is amazing. They not even like. <laughs> you know what I mean? They not. That's not even the question of their their thing of riding together. Like yep. that part of it is is being so honest with the partner that it's just like you get every single thing in what you want. Um, but again, it's it's that thing of now that we know. That she made an agreement. Like, okay, I know that I, I am conscious that this is going to end in 10 years, right? So I'm still willing to make do it. it. Yeah, because I've never had it. That's why, and that's why I keep saying, I think to me, one of the biggest themes about Watchmen is that it's a love story yes. above everything else. And I think that, you know, people, that's what we were talking about the mystery box and, you know, the idea that you can't have mysteries anymore. And I was telling you about that. Yeah. And it's like, that's, what makes it great is because you have all these mysteries, but in the end, the mysteries are going to end. You're going to someone to figure it out. But that love story is that connection, like you were talking about earlier. That's what people are going to get from it. When you see these two characters who are in love, and when someone tells you, you got ten years, right? What are you going to do with those ten years? I would, I would have liked to know why he chose her, though. That is that's what thing. I want to know. But that's also like in the comic, he chooses um Lori just because right. Lori walks by, and he's like, yes, yeah. I get Hottie. it. Yeah, no, I, I, get it. I get it. I was just, I would have just liked to know like what was their connection, or we never got the explanation of why he specifically chose her that day. Like if yep. he comes, if he comes back, well, when we say back to the earth, he, he was never really he never gone, went. right? He was yeah. still there. But what makes him pick Vietnam? What makes him pick that moment? What makes him pick like all of those things? Because if you just fought a war in Vietnam, you yep. know what I'm saying? Wouldn't you want to leave? Like mm. you, like okay, he still has regret from killing all these people. He's trying to impress the United States government. Yeah. So wouldn't you wouldn't you just be out? Like I agree, but isn't it also he sees his own timeline so he's fulfilling his own timeline? Like this Doctor yeah, Strange but, but like a, Doctor Strange effect. Like he's like, I see what has to happen. I have to do things a certain way in order for that to happen. That's the thing. It's it's like it's tough because it's such a, you know, weird way of not even weird. It's such a, you know, um like Grant Morrison talks about it a lot when he talks about comic books being a two-dimensional medium, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. In a two-dimensional medium, we flip through the pages. We can see any character's life. We can see their beginning. We can see their end. We can stop. We can fast forward. We can do whatever we want with someone's life. So that's how Manhattan, Manhattan is a, like, what, four-dimensional being where he sees time, you know, the same way we read a book. So he's seeing it like that. He's like, so, but is it the idea that he can flip to the end or is it that he is writing it as it goes along or is it already written, you know, and mm-hmm. he's just going through the mm-hmm. steps? That's mm-hmm. where that's where we get into what has been explored so much in sci-fi of mm-hmm. alternate timelines and being and saying that um, in quantum physics or quantum yep. mechanics that there's an infinite amount of timelines yeah. all depending on everyone's choice. Like yep. his choice 
of your choice of wearing that sweater today affects my Everything, life just yeah. as much as the mm-hmm. butterfly effect, right? Yeah. The mm-hmm. smallest thing mm-hmm. could affect whatever. Like you're wearing a Stranger Things uh, sweatshirt, yeah. which may make me go home and, and like watch another episode or rewatch something. It, 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 yeah. You never know what the effect of what you're doing has on the rest of the world. So if you're saying, you know, billions and billions and billions of people all making decisions affect our timeline. When we when we get into time travel, that's why we say it breaks off into another timeline versus like this being the ultimate thing. Then there's arguments of even when you break that timeline, it's going to the way the universe is going to if there's a ripple in the pond and the pond has to like settle back into it being, goes back. it's going to ultimately go, bring you back, back to the original to the timeline because it has yeah. to be that way. So that's that's how it is. And like I used to have this like mental destruction in my own head when I was a kid where I would sit there and be like. And I've even had this argument outside with other people where I'm like, okay, let's say this, like you were just saying, let's say you're standing on a corner and you decide, okay, I'm going to walk across the street or I'm going to stay on this side of the street. And those two decisions could change your life. Oh, absolutely. Completely, Mm -hmm. right? But you don't know. And because you chose one of them, it is what it is. Right. And that's There's the point. only one thing. That's the point. So so I'll give you I'll give you a prime, prime example mm-hmm. of how this of how one decision can change your life, right? So I'm literally in DC and um I used to DJ the Ibex and be yep. like the like the hip hop guy on reggae night at the Ibex, yep. right? So I was cool with the people at the Ibex. So one just random night, the fellas is like, yo, it's a weeknight. And the fellas is like, yo, let's just go out. We don't got nowhere to go. I'm like, let's go to the Ibex because I can get in free. We can, you know what I mean? Whatever. Mm-hmm. So I go to the Ibex, and even while I'm in there, all my friends are at a table, and I decide to go to the bar at a very specific moment and order a drink. Yep. The person that I'm ordering the drink from ends up becoming the mother of my children. Mm. What happens if I did not go out that night? What happens if I didn't go to the bar and order that drink at that specific moment? What happened if I didn't have that exact conversation? I wouldn't have my children, then I wouldn't have... Life would have been so much different. different. Just based off of, I don't feel like going out tonight, y'all. Like, that one decision but, changes your whole life. And because you made that one decision, though, it's like it's impossible to us as three-dimensional beings, whatever, to see the other side, to see like, okay, well, what if I didn't make that decision? Right. So there is just that decision. There's just that's you know, That's one what thing. I believe, but that's that's a belief. You yep. know what I'm saying? So you don't you, you never know because it's you won't be able to experience anything else. Until we other, get a time machine. Yeah, or other than we, this time. But even still. Even still, we don't. It's like we, you don't, don't know we can't comprehend what, it. Yeah, what, what timeline. Did the time was. machine come first then? You know, that's the other thing. Like, because... Oh, man, we, but, I don't think as humans we are meant to comprehend. Like, like to me, time represents a frontier. You know how they talk about space mm-hmm. and, and underwater, you know, deep space, excuse me, deep sea. It's just certain frontiers that we are not able well, to it, comprehend it, fully. It, it, is, it is a concept that we fully accept that we can't define. Yeah. Mm. Right? We can't define what time is. So it is a measurement, but is but w- I understand it as a measurement, but a measurement of what? I'm not quite sure. And no one can give me <laughs> a definition of that without using, using the word time. time. So you can't really define what time is. It's just a concept. Mm-hmm. In, in, in the same way that numbers are a concept, in the same way that the alphabet is a concept. Or symbols of something else. You know what I mean? Like everybody's reality is breaking off right now. Listening, yeah. <laughs> like, like no, no, all of a sudden, every their whole car is shaking right now. They're no, like, well, Whoa. I mean, it, it really is. So if you look at if you look at numbers, the number, you know what I mean? The number itself is a symbol yes. to represent something. Yeah. Or I, it, use use language, for example, is better because then it's easier to understand. A isn't really a. It is there as a symbol to represent the sound of going ah. 
right? B is not really and B. English. And, yeah, and, and that's just English. Just English. Like, right. there's, there, you know what I mean? There's however many languages on, the, you know what I mean, on the planet to transfer concepts. Then there's certain concepts, like, you know, the easiest one, like Eskimos, like their knowledge of ice and the yeah. way that they describe it is different than the way that we describe it versus like people get into depth of what, the concept is and don't really understand what they're what the what they're really talking about. Mm-hmm. But time is that one thing. But there's there's also this really ill thing. This is why again my TV show is the greatest television show of all time. I'll keep <laughs> repeating this. Um that in episode, I mean in season seven, the very last episode of um Next Generation, when the Q was talking to Picard Picard says something where he's just like, maybe time and space is very simple compared to the human experience. Where he's saying that in the future, figuring out time, figuring out space, figuring out all these things will be just mathematics mm-hmm. versus like people still, the, the the universe still cannot figure out human beings. And what does this, and, and what, what is life? What, what yeah. makes us what we are. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. The Q is for seven years has just been messing with human beings just to figure out like, what is it about them that makes them the way that they are. We've lost that, and they're trying to figure that out. So I don't know. It's it's more of a mystery to me of of what human beings are than it is about time. Mm. All right, I think we need to take a quick break right here, <laughs> and we'll be right back with more, some more for all nerd show. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Allison Williams. I'm an actor, and when I am not scaring people on screen, I am hanging out with For All Nerds and listening to their show. Hey guys, this is Rod and Karen of the Blackout Tales podcast, and when we are doing one of our mini podcasts, we are listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the Friend Zone, and when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. Tune in. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, a.k.a. Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com. And when I'm not placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture, I'm watching for all nerds. Hey, this is Logan Browning. And when I'm not trying to take over Netflix, I'm listening to you for all nerds. Yo, what up? This is Yahya Abdul-Mateen. The second I play Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. When I'm not getting around the city, I'm chilling, listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? This is Ann Steven Harris, fire artist, co-creator of Aztec, fire artist on Ajala, The Fringe, Michael Cray, Watson the Holmes, don't forget Watson the Holmes, award winner of Watson the Holmes, Glyph Award, Eyes are nominated. When I'm not drawing, I am listening to For All Nerds. Check it. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Yo, what's up? This is Chico Leo, and when I'm not leading an Athenian revolt in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm listening to For All Nerds. And welcome back to this episode of For All Nerds Show. We have the one and only young guru sitting here. And, you know, we was finishing talking about Watchmen. We said a lot, but we, there's still something else you have. No, there's a the lot. There's, there's a lot. I mean, there's, there's, I mean we could go yeah, on could go all on, day and on, night on, about on. this show. So. I, well, again, I want to reinforce that, number one, is to me the best spinoff ever. Yeah, that that's will, something. That yeah. will, in actuality, make people go back and appreciate. It. This spinoff makes me appreciate 
the movie better. Number one. Number two, I think this is uh, people outside of us, outside mm-hmm. of the nerds and outside of the people that live in comics will be drawn to. I, I tweeted that, that I hope people understand that this is a glimpse of why we love comics. The, yeah. the concepts are not childish things. These are all concepts that are in comic books that I think the outside world will now be drawn into, you know, more than just like action hero, shoot them up, bang, bang, you know what I mean, sort of no, thing. No, like I even, I tell people that like, if you haven't read the Watchmen comic and you love the show, you need to do it. Like, you just need to do it. It is, like Damon Lindelof, when he was on here, he called it one of the top pieces of fiction ever created. No, absolutely. And I think that it's one of my, it's definitely in my top 10 comic books of all time, and it's just stunning. Now, here's my question, though. Yep. The kid that's sitting next to the newspaper guy. In the comic. In No, not in the comic. I'm, I'm well in aware show? in the comic, but in the show, is he reading a Black Panther? Yeah, I, because it's not called Black Panther in the in the comic. It's, it it's another similar. black. Um, it's another black character oh, wait, on the show. Yeah, on the show, is he reading the Black Panther? I got to go back and look at that detail. Or is he reading the Black Pirate? Because, because that's what it was called in the in, in the comic. He's, yes. in the mm-hmm. comic, the little kid is reading this the, other comic book called, called the Black, black Pirate. Pirate. Yes, yeah. Tales yeah. of the Black Freighter. Yes, I gotta, I gotta, is. I gotta look at that. But my my overall point that I don't want people to miss though is is that egg thing is not just about. The time period is not just about um, just like uh, when she's talking to her grandfather and we're talking about what came first, the chicken or the Mm -hmm. egg, but it's also about the breaking of the yolk and it's about um, how you do have to scramble some eggs in order. order, I mean, you got to break some eggs in order to in order to make this omelet, Mm -hmm. but it's also about when he says I can put my power into anything organic. Right. So if you take the symbol of him putting the power in the egg. Right. That's a huge symbol for just life in general. Yeah. Right. Because now he's putting the power in the egg. She's supposed to eat, consume the egg. And then now she has the power. But it's also saying to you that the culmination of your grandparenting and your parenting is all putting the DNA into the egg. Mm-hmm. Right. When the sperm hits the egg, mm-hmm. that is the same exact thing. Now you have all the, pa- you know, we don't have it as direct as taking a drug so we can specifically see our grandparents experience but we do get their experience through our dna mm-hmm. so that is the sim- that is the symbolic way of us saying all of the good the bad the trauma everything is passed down trauma. is yep. through dna and, mm. and and you know the, those are very specific ideas that i don't think a lot of people think about no and there's i mean there's so much too because uh another thing that i really want to talk about before we get off watchman is i saw someone tweeting about it today they're talking about how they were kind of upset with the ending because they felt like why didn't they, you know, once again, we're spoiling everything if you haven't realized that yet. Why didn't they show Angela's foot turn blue or something? Because he's like, you ended yet another show with the destruction of a black couple. Right? That's a okay. I think that's a that's reaching. They'd be think, like, it's destruction think, of a black I couple. Think, I think, it's, but okay, look, on screen there was a black couple and one of them died. Sure, but my thing is after everything you've seen after nine episodes, that's your takeaway from it? But, that That's what do you it, think is the final takeaway. I'm not saying that's, it's, it's, not, it's a fine if that's what you thought. Yeah. But that was your final takeaway after I, everything. I mean, if, if, if it, again, for as a fan, it leaves it open for me to say, okay, there could possibly be a season two, which I don't really know if I want to see her as him. I don't know if I want to see that, but it's a very HBO thing to do, right? Which is like, leave it open. And that's part of like, I don't know, some, Sometimes I disagree with that. I hated the way that Sopranos ended. I, I just it. thought that yeah. was horrible. Um, 
I hated the way that obviously Game of Thrones ended. That was like a whole season of horrible. That's a different type, right? Of right? That's a whole different thing of, yeah. of just the writing was bad. But this is open ended, so it's just like it could be or it couldn't be. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She could also fall straight into the water. You never know. Yes, that fits in with the DNA of the show that we've been talking about for the last twenty eight minutes. Right. Like that, it's the same thing about Doctor Manhattan. It's the thing about time. It could be or it couldn't be. Like right. it, it to me, it all aligned. So yeah. and it was expected. I told you, I knew fifteen minutes before it happened. I'm like they are going to cut the fucking camera as soon as she gets her foot yeah. in her Right, right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And but what I was saying, but maybe one of what I, my point I wanted to make about that is that especially lately, I've seen a lot of things where, okay, like something like Queen and Slim, right? I still mm-hmm. haven't seen Queen and Slim. Me neither. But I know a lot of people are upset. Spoilers to everybody, because I got a spoiled for me. No, well, you don't, do you have to? I mean, Jesus, you know what I happens know, at the end. but I'm trying not to make it real. <laughs> okay, but you know what happens. And that was my yes, thing. Yes, I know like, what happens at the end, Like, yes. Queen of Slim is a Bonnie and Clyde, a Thelma and Louise story. Right. In all these stories, the protagonists get killed at the end. You know, both Thelma and Louise and Queen of Slim were drawn into their adventure or whatever. They, they didn't make it. Bonnie and Clyde robbed banks, you know, so they were doing it. But these people got caught into this. Mm-hmm. But at the end, they still get killed. And that's it bugs me when we say that we want fully realized characters on screen, but we don't want things to happen to them. You know, like right, we want them right, to get right. away. Well, that's what you were saying right. earlier today. Again, yeah. which yeah. makes which makes the wire such an incredible show. Yes. Not to deflect, but I'm saying no. that is one of the reasons why I love the wire so much, because it is a very realistic portrayal of what happens in each of those instances. Mm-hmm. Or um the the ultimate thing of it is is like if you're looking at this person who we wouldn't normally root for, this gay black man yep. um, who is the most morally centered person in the whole show. Mm-hmm. Not to say that what he's doing is correct. No. It's just that he lives by a very specific moral code that he tells you and he doesn't break his morals, Ever. right? But then it also comes with the the inability to see, yeah. right? Because he doesn't see the danger in Kennard. Yep. He literally, if you look at that scene, he looks at Kennard, Kennard and then turns Shrugs back. off like Yeah, nothing. and it, he doesn't even shrug it off. He yeah. doesn't even look at it like, oh, that's a danger. Yeah. He looks, he sees, oh, little kid, yep. and then comes back to buying his cigarettes and Kennard is the one who pops him. Yep. And that's how it normally happens. Yes. You don't see the danger. Or Kennard, coming from his perspective, is saying, oh, okay, him that's Omar that's the guy that I yeah. hear that y'all fear that makes everybody run this limping ass like him yep. you know it's perspective so it's just like that. the reality of what happens is that's that's what makes that show so incredible and that's what I'm saying it's like as much as you love Omar I mean as much as you love Stringer Bell anyone bad things happen to people that was and, supposed to happen to Stringer Bell. I mean, obviously, yes. the dude had done nothing yes. but trash. Yes. And then no, he breaks, like, he, Stringer Bell breaks every single rule, and he also doesn't abide by what um, he is being taught. Number yeah. no, First of all, you're number two. Yep. Number, number, you know what I mean? That's the first thing. You're number two. Then you're going against what your main person told you to do all the time because mm-hmm. he has experience in it, and he knows what he doesn't know. Yep. And it hurts him more when they, you could say, yo, Stringer, you ain't hard, you ain't, but that don't hurt Stringer. Mm-hmm. When he told Stringer, you not hard enough for this right here, but you not smart enough <laughs> for that right That hurt him. That hurt him. Crushed him. Crushed. He, said, he said, yeah, he took our money. He said, yeah, I seen it coming. Yeah. But I mean, I wanted to go back to your point just because I wanted to make the distinction that, that while there is potentially a contingent of people who are um, unrealistically saying, like, I don't want bad things to happen to people of color again that that actually defeats the purpose of having that person mm-hmm. be a whole character having yes. a whole experience 
there are also people who they're that's not what they're saying. They're saying that there is a dearth of stories that oh, get yes. put out there where yes. we we people of color happen to always, you know, get the bad one at the yeah, end all yeah, the time. And they're saying that absolutely. from a majority perspective. That's right. all that's there but, is but, a, but when a we valid get, when reason. we get when we get into maturity of writing, when we get mm-hmm. to what our end goal is, and mm-hmm. what our end goal is is that my skin should not be a factor in what the story is yes. or what's going on. Now, is there a reality that we bring into it to say, okay, well, these are part of the black experience of us being marginalized in this country and we need to tell that story. Yes, we're absolutely saying that. But when we get to a point where we're telling a story where the the color of the skin doesn't really matter. The only reason that it really matters is because we're talking about a travesty mm-hmm. that happened in this country at, at a particular time. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. why it matters. But if you get to a point where we're telling stories just about characters, then it, in order for them to be real people or full characters, like you keep saying, then some tragedy has to happen. Mm-hmm. And no, and I, I definitely agree with you. And I know what Tra- you're... Tragedies on different scales, I can see. So, for example, the, yep. the example people use when they say about... Uh, the ones that have the valor reason, where they're like, they want to see more than just suffering and trauma. They're talking about things like, for example, um, uh, a happy-go-lucky type story where it's about a teenage black girl that has a, a crazy day in high school. Like a one... like a, You know, the, the, those stories, you know those movies the that are... The Ferris Bueller's Day Off? The, or the Judd Apatow type movies yep. where they're not really about anything. It's those. like that one day something crazy happens. I get those. That's, that's not my over. twist. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, yes, I had fun with it and I watch it and it was a cool movie, but it's nothing to me like The Breakfast Club. So The Breakfast Club is a way better movie because it gets into in-depth what... I went to school with all those characters that are in The Breakfast Club because I went to a white high school. Mm-hmm. Right. I know every single one of those characters. And what The Breakfast Club did for me and my black friends was... We know all the character traits of us in the hood Mm -hmm. and to be able to break down on the other side and be like, well, this is what these people go through. No, they not dealing with maybe like life or death uh, situations a lot of times that we deal with. But there are these different character developments inside of them. I'm just using Breakfast Club as an Mm -hmm. example Mm -hmm. of movie that came out at the exact almost like in the exact same period dealing with the same type of thing of these like white high school kids and what they do. Ferris Bueller Day Off is like, you know, cool little jokey comedy Whereas, like when you really get into it, Breakfast Club is about like all these different um, personalities and how they interact and like the fact that like uh, the girl keeps it real with him at the end and was just like, yo. So, so he's like, what happens Monday? And she's like, I'm going to probably walk past you. <laughs> like she keeps it funky you know what I mean like, and that's and that's and that's fair the, the the point for these people is that where where are those movies the movies where it's just like for example I haven't seen a movie about my experience just growing up playing video games black girl like and like if I had a movie just about that one day in the life of like those day in the life those slice of life where it is the black girl that likes anime or it is about the black boy that's sitting here trying to you know come up with the mini machine and do all this stuff like right there's, well, and, and they're not saying that we don't want bad things to happen. It's just that we're also, also on top of that, where are the stories that are just straight right. up that about perspective, that perspective? That perspective, I, I agree with. Yeah, I, I agree. agree I agree with, yeah. with this. I'm the same person who sits on here and is like, I don't go see slave movies. I don't go see movies where it involves prison. You know, I still haven't seen Queen and Slim because I was like, whatever, you know? You don't, don't see know. slave movies, why? Because you're tired of hearing that story? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. And, and I feel like it's never done right. Because once again, going back to the idea of time, the only time that I've ever seen it portrayed right is um, in the season of American Gods when uh, Mr. Nancy Orlando Jones gives his speech to the mm-hmm. slaves mm-hmm. and sits there and tells them, in 100 years, you're going to be fucked. In 200 years, you're going to be fucked. Mm-hmm. 300 years, you're going to be fucked. In 400 years, you're, uh, 
descendants are going to be getting shot by the cops. Right. So you better go outside and burn this fucking boat down right now because it doesn't matter. Right. Like this, then that's why. So I'm then saying. let me ask this question yep. though: it, Do you realize that like George Washington gets taught every year in primary school? Right. Do you yeah. realize that? Right. Yeah. Like like yeah. every year we, we tell the story of George Washington to a new group of kids. Mm-hmm. So you're saying you never want to hear a Harriet Tubman story ever. They should never hear the story of this woman. Who I just want to see the other stories. You know, like, why don't we ever see? We don't see it. Don't one time we've seen it recently and that I can think of is Wakanda. And that's still a fake country. Mm-hmm. Like we don't see Africa as Africa. Right, you know, but mm-hmm. we see Rome is Rome all day. Okay, right. I get that point. Right. You know, I get that point. And yes. it, but yeah. but the only thing you hear about Africa is y'all slaves. No, I get it. You I know, get, and that, that bugs me out. And it's like I don't. In fact, no, I don't. Because in the history books, like if kids go into school right now, they get you know. So you want you want the story. You want the stories of Africa prior to fourteen ninety two. Yes. You want when the Moors was ruling Europe. Yeah. Yes. You want all those stories. Yeah, I want yeah. all right. those yeah, stories. Win, okay, cool. I and then I can see because. I don't like. I don't think we need. We like, we were having this discussion about. I mean, discussion about the uh, descendant of slavery hashtag and these people who are like, you know, we're descendants of slaves and all this. And yes. it's like, yes, we are, but we're a lot more than that. Yeah, absolutely. you know, and that's absolutely. what I'm saying. Like, we need to show the other side of it because people need to be able to see themselves as more than just slaves. Right. You know, that's why I feel like the slave movies, and that's what I mean. Um, I can't, I'm trying to think of what the only other one. That I'm I just really bringing enjoyed. up a point that that history still needs to be. Like yeah, discussed the, or or people certain directors gravitate towards certain things. We have certain directors out here that that, that they just make war movies over yes. and over and over again and yep. talk about all these different experiences mm-hmm. in the war. We know that that's their thing. Like yeah. certain, you know what I mean? We know those directors, oh, he, right? We know one <laughs> big one right now that that, that, that the hate tomorrow movies apparently. Yeah. So. You know what I'm saying? Or or just like those things get taught over and over again. Yeah. So at the same time that. I wouldn't say that I wouldn't go see it just because it's a slave movie. I just mm-hmm. want it to be a good movie. Yeah. I want it to be done correctly. That's my point. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't feel they're ever done correctly. Okay. Like, American Gods was one, and I, off the top of my head, I'm blanking right now. I cannot remember my the only other one that I really... See, that's my problem. That's my problem. Underground. Underground. Underground yeah. was the only underground. other underground. one. Have you ever watched Underground? I when? haven't seen it. Fire. I okay. mean, it's too late now. It's, it, it, it got pulled off the air after Sinclair... Fire. You can get the boot. Yeah, yeah, but you can, can get the boot. It's worth watching. I can find anything. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's worth watching. So worth watching. Like there's an episode of that where um they have Harriet Tubman giving the speech. The whole episode played by Isha mon- Hines. Okay, by, it's a monologue. It's, it's, the whole episode is a monologue. It, Sixty minutes right. of monologue. That monologue was and this woman eats fire. it alive. Okay. and you know, and that's what I'm saying. And that that's all people need to see is that episode because people need to understand. Like that's what I mean. I like things like uh the. The Thirteenth by Ava DuVernay. It yeah, shows yeah, you yeah, slavery mm-hmm. never ends in America. Yeah, of course. That's what bugs cool. me about the slave movies is twelve years a slave, and then he goes home to his family, and that's the end of the movie. No, I want to see the movie that starts when that nigga goes home to his family and okay. can't live because he's lived twelve years a slave. Okay, that's another point of I want to see and not, the, and not, yeah. to, and not to go back. Mm-hmm. But that's another point of um, I, I just don't understand how you could kill off all the white supremacists and then go home with the kids. <laughs> right. And no, was, and no, and nobody's rushing their house. That was like weird nobody's to me. like. There's no repercussions from that. You just killed off the whole leadership. Um, they mourning. I don't know. You know. I they, don't know about that. <laughs> no, they killed off not, not you just, can't just go home. not you, just the flunkies. You yeah, killed the, the, off the leadership, leadership yeah. which means that every everybody that was down with the movement was there and that, got no, no. That's not. No. It's like yo, people. That's, that's people, one cell people out of many. People would start rushing your house. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and we know where you live. Like we know. Well, who maybe you everybody are who knew where she lived right there was there. 
Uh, I don't know. About that. I don't know. About that. That's another question, though. You don't, you don't just get to go home and like mess with the eggs. And by the time, but see, that's the thing. By the time they get there, she gonna eat the egg, right. and you know, <laughs> they got another problem. Not the pick at it. It's a great. It's a great show. All right, well, Doctor East New York. Yeah, let's uh, move into one of our favorite segments on the show. We got Guru here sitting with us. The frequently asked questions. The guac is extra. Where we answer any and all. <laughs> Why are you laughing before we? Oh, you like, looking at guac him? Is extra. extra here. The frequently asked questions. Wow. <laughs> it all made sense. You know, it all comes together. Uh, we answer any and all questions. If you have a question for us, you can hit us up, contact at forallnerds.com or hit us on the Twitters at forallnerds or on Instagram, any socials at forallnerds. Hit us up, send us your questions. And what do we have up first tonight? The first comes from someone who says, please don't use my government name. So Big JL. we're calling them Big JL. Big JL writes, thank you for putting out consistently good content week in and week out. It's definitely been both entertaining and educational for a novice like myself. Thank you for listening. Word. My question is this. How to deal with snobby comic book people? I ask this because I recently had a bad experience calling a comic book store to ask for the crisis comics. Because I got into the Arrowverse show a couple of years back and I recently got into comics about a year ago. I saw a tweet saying that Walmart was releasing a crisis book because of the crossovers episode. Since I wanted to support a local comic book store, I decided to call one near my house to see if they had it. First thing dude tells me is, whatever you watched on TV, I assure you the comic isn't the same. Fair enough. I tell him I'm just starting to get into comics and I don't know much about it anyway, but I remember hearing about it coming out back in the 80s. He tells me to hold on and see if they have it. My man puts down the phone and asks his coworker to see if they had it, and I hear him say in the background, oh, shit. I told him it wouldn't be the same as the CW shows, but some people aren't so smart. God damn! The guy gets back on the phone with him. Our writer, our writer continues and says, I thanked him when he told me the price and that they had it in stock, but I never went. I'm currently reading The Long Halloween on DC Universe, so I'll just try to look for crisis there. Is this a case of bad luck or is this some sort of accepted part of comic book fan culture? I mean, it doesn't bother me so much because this dude is so much because this dude is smart enough to inform me about how how crisis is different. But he forgets to, (laughs) you know, block the fact that he thinks I'm stupid. So no real hard feelings, but they definitely lost my business. No, that's what you're supposed to do. Somebody gives you bad service. You're not supposed to get them your business. It's just that simple. Yeah. And that's no, that's not indicative. It's just like you ran into the wrong person. But Mm -hmm. people in this world do have strong opinions, but you have to also do this. Uh, I can can transfer this to music. You know, like if somebody Mm -hmm. literally comes to me and says, well, guru, what equipment should I get? And I'm like, oh, here goes this question because that's almost like asking somebody, well, what car should I get? There's yeah. like so many factors in yeah. that thing <laughs> that it's just like, okay, but if somebody's coming to me and saying, I'm inexperienced, I'm just getting into this, I just kind of need to record my vocals. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I'll ask a series of questions after that, especially because I know that this person is a newbie. So it's just like, okay, well, if you're recording vocals, is there any time you're ever going to record any uh, trumpets, any, you know, any guitars, any basses? Like, what, what, what's the extent But your of response what... includes consideration. 
Exactly. That's my point. This person was not. This person said it's not the same as CW show. And then when he got put the guy on hold, he said, "Oh, this nigga's stupid." Like right. that's basically but, what he and said. And that's what I'm saying. You get you bad, didn't you call get, it stupid. You get bad service. That's the whole point. You get. And at the end of the day, this person works at a store that is trying to sell something. And at this point in in in, in time, it's, it's about to be 2020. You got to understand that people have so many ways to not support your store. Yes. Like I can go online and I can buy Amazon. books. Yeah, I can I can do it so many ways. So if somebody's consciously saying, "Yo." I want to support local business. I want to support a brick and mortar. I want to have that experience of, for me, the same way that I support, you know, my local stores or when I, I understand the experience in when we have things like um, a comic book store that the people that work there have a greater understanding of a broader range of things because they work at the store, not just the things that I've focused on my whole life. The same way that when people used to beat dig and they go into an actual store, the people that work at that store know more about records than you. They just naturally do from mm -hmm. working in a record store. Or you may be digging next to somebody that's like, yo, they not making hip hop, but they know everything about this particular type of record. You're going to get those experiences. So, you know, you, you just ran into the wrong person. But I think that's on the store and you did the right thing of saying, yo, I'm, I'm just not going to shop there. Yeah. yeah. And to answer that other part of the question, they were like, is this part of comic book culture? I would say it's just part of culture and life in general, yeah. similar to <laughs> what you're saying. Like, yeah. in any medium and anything where there could be a level of expertise, right. you're going to run into the gatekeepers or, or the self-imposed gatekeepers. You're going to run into people who are assholes, really, yeah. at the end of the day. And will try to place their opinion on you. Yep. So you run into that in video games yep. when you literally go and be like, yo, let me get this video game. And the guy's like... It's not really that good. Why are you getting... Yo, bro, I just asked you. I didn't ask your opinion. <laughs> I already researched the game. I know what I, I want. Came here I came to buy yeah, it. Yeah, let me get the game. I'll never forget, though, when I walked into a store once and um, I wanted NBA Live, right? And this was when 2K was coming up. Oh, and they told you I hated it. Yeah, and, yeah. And no, but this was like... NBA Live was still popping, you know? Right. But this right. was the last year. Okay. And dude was like, nah, man, you want 2K. <laughs> You know, and I was like, I was like, whatever, B. And he was like, all right, well, do this. Buy the used version so you can bring it back. Because you're going to bring it back. Yeah. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm buying an NBA. Bought it. Did you bring it back? I was so happy he wasn't there the next day when I bought that <laughs> shit back. <laughs> like the very next day. I was so happy that man wasn't there. <laughs> That's crazy. The next day. Crazy. And I've been buying 2K ever since. Like, yeah. yeah, that was that. Yeah, so, no, and, and also the other, the tiny other part of this, no, it's not accepted. It's just, it's nah. a thing. Yeah, That's it's just not whack. accepted. It's a thing. You don't accept disrespect from nobody. No. Hopefully you live in a big enough city where there's another comic book store and I would say try there because, you know, it's like, like you said, that's a great experience being an adult comic book yeah. store. Like, you get to talk to people. You'll find other people like you. Some of them have meetups and yeah. all type of shit. And you can randomly, like... You know, it's the same thing. You could randomly just stumble on something. As mm -hmm. much as much as um we harp on like story here, yep. there's also the artwork part of it where yeah. you're just like so drawn to somebody's artwork where you're just like, yo, this cover just got and then you start flipping and like you may not even love the story, but you learn a new artist that you're like, this person is incredible. That's another aspect mm -hmm. of comic books is the artwork. And then you'll follow that person to mm -hmm. maybe a story yes. that is incredible. Mm -hmm. You know, like, yeah, you never know. Right. So keep going, going. You're good. Sorry you ran into an asshole. Um, the next one comes from Quiet Stormborn, aka M Peaches and Cream. <laughs> she writes, I, "We know, we know. This, this is a, <laughs> this is a Patreon subscriber. Thank you." She said, "Love you guys." Uh, she writes something that watched me that we didn't get into the other night is the idea of creating a utopic society. Question: If everyone in the world could be programmed to love each other, would you want that? And would you care if the love you received from others was programmed? 
By the way, our IG after show that Ben Amin and I did was great. And Tatiana, don't get mad. I watched the finale again, and her feet were indeed turning blue. No. No, they weren't. No, they weren't. You wanted to see her feet turn blue, so they was turning blue. They didn't turn blue. We can argue all day. I will be on live this Sunday. Let's argue. Uh, But yeah, so the first, so let's go back to the the question. If everyone in the world could be programmed to love each other, would you want that? No. First of all, that's not the definition of utopia. Yeah. So so when you get into it again, and I think y'all are going to understand this theme that keeps running through my brain. Is that in Star Trek? <laughs> Thank you. Live long and prosper. We have gotten to the point where we've gotten beyond money, where we've gotten beyond the need to uh, work for food, mm-hmm. right? Because there's replicators. Mm-hmm. There's there's no money system, right? So there's no famine. So, there, so there's no famine. There's no war. There's no reason for any of that because we've done what a government is supposed to do, and we get to a world government, but it's also to supply the basic needs of everybody on the planet, mm-hmm. right? We make sure that everybody here can eat, <laughs> clothe themselves and, has, and has food and shelter yep. right that's it that's 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 the basic needs that is utopia Maslow. now you're never going to take away um personal human interaction mm-hmm. right you're never going to take away that me and you walk into the club or we walk into anywhere and we both like this girl and the girl likes you but she don't like me so i'm jealous now you can't take that away mm-hmm. from human beings yeah. you can't take away human emotion so there's no way of 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 saying yo you're gonna put love that just doesn't exist everybody can't love everybody that's just not what utopia is but what we do want is um equality right and we and and equity more almost equity more than equality right because equality can sometimes be um unequal yes if everybody has the same playing field then people with different needs aren't their needs aren't met Mm-hmm. So it's it's really more about equity than it is equality. But that's what my version of utopia is, is where we're in the Star Trek world to where we've gotten beyond just the basic needs of human beings. But you can't make everybody love everybody. That just doesn't exist. Okay. And would you care if the love you receive from others was programmed? Like I was yeah, absolutely. Everyone yeah, absolutely. I, I don't want that. I, don't, I absolutely don't want that. To mm-hmm. me, that's the fake... Um, like the rich dude that goes, yeah, I know the girl is only with me because I'm rich, but I, I'm rich, so that, that's why she's with me. And I'm like, in my hood, you a sucker, you a trick. Like mm. the only reason she with you is because you got money. It's not really you. It's not based off of you. Or like, you know, um, people in the music business that deal with the groupies. That's just like, yo, like it doesn't matter who you are. It's the position you hold. So she going to be with the next person in that position next week when they roll through in the town. It's not, you not special then. It's nothing about that position that is enticing to me. Yeah. It's just about the position or about like security of money. That person is not with you for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That to me, that's programmed love. That's like, you know what I mean? They're, they're in love analogy. with the position or the situation. Mm. That's a very good analogy. Yeah, no, I agree with Guru on that one. Like, no, nah, I would not want program love. And I wouldn't, I think that's even been dealt with in a comic book. I'm trying to remember which one it was, but it's like where someone visits a world where they are just programmed to love. And you just see well, it. Was or, 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 it was I'm about in to say, to bring, to bring it back to Watchmen. On the Jupiter moon. That, when, that he, that's where he, what makes him in. mad. Yeah. Is, is like, yo, like, y'all are just here to serve me. At first it was cool. Yeah. But then it's just like, yeah, but it ain't no it's challenge. Going crazy, he said. Yeah, and because there's, there's no, no challenge. Yeah, because there's like there's no challenge. There's no chase. There's no reason behind it. You just yeah. do it because that is what you cannot do. Like he said 
at one point he's like, um, do you doubt it or something? And dude's like, no. And he's like, no, you can't doubt. You're right. not programmed yeah, 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 to have yeah, doubt. Yeah, you won't even, you can't, if you, or or at, even at the end, he keeps it funky with him where, where the guy's just like, am I a worthy <laughs> opponent? And he's just like, no, that you're not. So like, <laughs> No. No, my nigga, back. No, yeah, no, you like, was trash the whole time. Me, yeah. I'm the smartest man in the world. Yeah. You're just trying to keep me from eating some tomatoes off a tree. Yeah. <laughs> you can't garbage. shoot the animals. You can't eat the tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> now, they never explain why the tomatoes grew on trees, though. And they never. What was the explanation of smashing the tomatoes that. in his face? That That's whole thing and, the, and, and yelling was, the spoons at him. Just humili- but why were they doing that? If he wasn't then? supposed to touch it, it's like I'm going to put this on your face. And so is that is that supposed to be a little? No, but is that supposed to be a little indicative of of the tree of Adam and Eve and the, and the apple and like the you know the the you know potentially you, yeah yeah you like you're, like it's it's you're in this garden but you're told you cannot eat of this fruit. Potentially, because when Manhattan was explaining how he created that area on the on the Jupiter moon, he he. The way he, he expressed it or the way that story was expressed was that was an Adam and Eve situation. Yes, absolutely. So yeah. I could see that too. And, Potentially. And, and almost like the the people when he when he is a kid and he's watching those two people make love, yes. he's like, that is kind of what birthed the thing. So it's just like that is the Adam and Eve of his purpose of I'm gonna create something beautiful. Mm. It's, it's a whole many d- double entendres, triple entendres. Tomatoes have mad seeds. Right. Seeds, yeah, absolutely. All that. But still, why are they going on trees? I don't know. I didn't even think about that, Ben. Yeah. I mean. No, I, that was the first thing. When he rolled up and plucked like, that bitch off the tree, I'm like, wait a minute. No, <laughs> tomatoes grow on vines. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No. no. Uh, all right. That ain't right. Um, the next question comes from... This is a long one. Okay. Mexicana Jones, a.k.a. Tomb Raider of the Lost Arkham, a.k.a. Dr. Afropunk. That's good AKAs. I like the Dr. Afropunk. <laughs> See, now that man was giving this person trouble. No, Dr. Afropunk is fire, though. All right. Tomb Raider of the Lost Arkham is... I like that. No, right, you like right. that? All right. See, no, Ben, right. I mean, wasn't giving them nothing. Tomb Raider... No, Tomb Raider of the Lost, Lost Arkham? Ark. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. crazy. That's fire. That's fire. All right, well, groove, fire. groove. So All there right. we go. So the question goes, uh, the D- with the DC animated movie Red Sun coming out, what are the odds of DC making it into a live action movie? Double motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and would it be half as good as the animated one? If no, we go, if no, we go, yeah. More no. Yeah, if we go by history, it, no. No. No chance. Never, ever. Yeah. Never in the history of ever. And that's a negative. Have you ever read Red Sun? Yes. 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 Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jesus Love it. Christ, uh, right? As someone on Twitter said, every time yes. they said Red Sun, Tatiana go off. Yeah. I'm going to go off again. Yeah, I don't My favorite. So. Yeah. This is just my personal opinion, and and I've said this many times. DC is really good with the television shows, and not so good with the movies. Yeah. And Marvel is the opposite. Marvel yeah. is good with the movies, and not good with the. DC is good with animated shows. movies. Yes, yes, animated and, and television though, because the CW like they just did Crisis on Infinite Earths, mm-hmm. and it's no, I was agreeing. I was adding so, on. Yeah, it's so movies. goofy, but mm-hmm. it's still really. But you're allowed. Solid. To, you're allowed to do things with animation that you can't do in real life. Oh yeah. So yeah. And showing Superman as a Russian is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> is that supposed to be Russian Batman then? Because he was wearing yeah, the Russian Batman. Yeah, you read the. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I know. I'm just yeah. saying, is that really? Are they doing it like straight? It looked like they're doing straight up, okay. and that's what I'm loving because it. You know, they had the Russian Batman with the furry hat. I, I wasn't sure because at first, like there were some breakdowns in the in the. Uh, accent because there were certain scenes where it seemed like Superman had more of an American accent then he was speaking more like a Russian accent mm. and they were going back and forth and I was just like wait, like I didn't know whether that was just might be when he's speaking to Americans 
I don't know. It was yeah. just like something was off, and I was like, it's just oh. wrong. Period. Yeah. yeah, but everything <laughs> seemed to be like straight from the comic. Okay, I was I was catching major scenes, and I don't want to spoil shit. But there were definitely scenes in there where I was like, oh yeah, that that happens, that happens, that happens, and you know, it ends as it ends. And definitely one of the best comics you can ever read about Superman if you've never checked it out. Superman, Red Sun, and it's only like four issues total. It's a short ass graphic novel. It's such that a good is, story. Yeah, super fire God right damn, there. Damn, it's such a good story. Um, that is it for the guac this week. Again, if you have a question, whether it be about geek or pop culture, or maybe it's about a personal thing going on in your life and you want some advice or you just want a different opinion, hit us up, contact at 4onerds.com on the emails if you want a little bit of privacy or you have a long question. Also, you can hit us up on the interwebs at 4onerds on social. Also, go to 4onerds.com in the sidebar and in the footer. There is a guac form. You can fill that out. Tell us your AKAs. And for all you know, Young Guru might answer your question. Absolutely. Or prove your AKA. Or prove your AKA. All right. Now, earlier we were definitely talking Watchmen. I think we've gotten everything out for now that we <laughs> want to get about it. But I did want to, you know, me and Guru, you know, we talk a lot. You know, we have long, in-depth conversations. Absolutely. And in one of them, he was, you know, we've been watching The Mandalorian. Mm. And both, both have been Do enjoying it. you like it. The Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love The, the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. Yeah, yeah, I love The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, new episode actually drops by the time you hear this. They're dropping another one tonight now, right, right. instead of Friday oh. this week. Yes, oh. yeah, because they're dropping because of one that to, holiday. Yeah, they're dropping. Can one I just ask one question? One on Christmas. What at what point did it become that the Mandalorians don't take, or, or is it just the Mandalorian of not taking off the helmet and this is the way? When that's did that some, happen? That's some new shit. It seems like because well, that's, been, well, I thought. See, for people who didn't know it better anyway, yeah. I thought that always was like. Oh no, 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 no! In in the Clone Wars, the Mandalorians take off their helmet all the time. And mm. what's her name on uh, Rebels doesn't have her helmet on. Yeah, mm. yeah. But there's like uh, Sabine, right? I think. Yes, yeah, Sabine. Sabine. Yeah, Sabine doesn't have her helmet on. But there's also from the um, history of Star Wars. There's like. Three different. Well, this is now the third history of the Mandalorians, right? And so that's the that's the question. Is yeah. it is it like a generation? What, no, 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 no. I'm what saying, are they what, taking what, what, from the what, old history? Yeah. What uh, history are we referring to? Because yeah. are we referring to canon or legend? Or is this a new canon now that they're established? I would just say a new canon because, and again, using things like Rogue One as the example, Rogue One opened the door to say anything is canon. Like, when I say anything, I mean the books. The comics, the the animation, movies, all that stuff. But so, is, is anything? No, no. But see, it? okay, that's the thing. Before this, before Disney, let's say this. Before Disney, there was the expanded universe, right? Which which we now call Legend. Let's be yeah. clear. Where where okay. they had all these books yes. that were written by all these different authors, yes. and a lot of it contradicts each other at some point, right? There's but, some really but good we stuff. Also, but we also did have George come in and yeah. say, "Look, this is the stuff that is accepted." Yep. Right, but then I also feel like now in the modern times they're saying all that is it's, also it, accepted. No, 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 no. She came in, home, a homegirl yeah, came Kathleen in. Kathleen Kennedy comes yeah, in. Yeah, comes in and said, wipe all that clean. All that shit was legend. Yeah, all that all shit was legend. just legend. Yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, it's cool. It's, if yeah, you like but, it, but if it's you think that's real, but that ain't what happened. It's not canon. Yeah. Yeah, so, so which now, leaves it open for her writers to write yeah. whatever they want. So now only what's on Disney Plus is canon. Is canon. Yeah, so like... Okay, so then this is the Clone new, Wars. new canon. <laughs> yeah. new canon. All the Ant Clone Wars, Rebels, but in, yeah. the, but in the Clone Wars, in the Clone Wars, when, when um, and, I mean, I'm sorry, not Anakin, when Obi-Wan uh-huh. is kind of like, not nah, he does, he falls in love with the, uh, the woman that is the leader of the uh, planet where the Mandalorians are from. In that whole episode, men and women both have their helmets off. They both have their helmets off. 
So in the Clone Wars, those Mandalorians rock without helmets. They put them on when it's time to fight. Yeah, but they also take what them off. What time period is it in? This is no, no, compared. This is, this is, compared to, no, of this that is Clone happening. Wars. This, this is before. Right, but compared to what's happening, this is before Episode Three. This is before Episode Three. This is after the Clone Wars is after Episode Two, before Episode Three. Right, and, and what time period is the Mandalorian in? After Episode Three. After Episode. So could something have changed with that? No, after Episode Six. I'm saying after Episode Six. So could that yeah. something has changed generationally? No, yes. Where that's my question is what I'm saying is what has come about that makes them say that we don't now what we do know now is that the Mandalorians are driven underground That's because they're, they're almost yep. like destroyed there was a purge right there's a purge of them now, right, there, right? there's that. a purge of them but then when they say this is the way yeah. right that when did that come into account that's my question yeah because it seems like Mando you know our hero is like he was born into or well, he wasn't born into it, he but was, once he, he became into it, in as yes. the way was already established. Yes. Like, exactly. you know, that was like something yes. that exactly. was before him. Yes. It was already there. Yes. So, but that is the question. But on another note, we were talking about Yoda. And I know you had this theory Yoda about Yoda. Yoda or Baby Yoda? Well, we, no, 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 Yoda. Not, not, oh. And first of all, let's be no, clear. No, no, I know. I already yeah. know. That's not really, that's not Yoda. I, I get that. We, yeah. we're not, it's only yeah. because, yeah. I'm not, not, no disrespect to you. I've just been arguing about this. Oh, no, no, yeah, forever. yeah. No, I, wasn't, I wasn't going to that point. I was saying of what we're talking about in, in terms of Yoda, like okay. how far do you want me to get into it? Like, <laughs> go, go into it. This is, this is an educational series right now. The four on nurses Where is educational. I was, I was making, I was, and, and, and I'll let Ben finish because he can set up the question probably okay. better. You, you set up the question how you want to say, and I'll answer your question. Yeah, well, we were, we were distressing Baby Yoda and first we were talking about something that we both had an issue with because Baby Yoda in the series is supposed to be 50 years old. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, he is 50 years old. He is 50 years old, but Yoda in Empire Strikes Back is around nine hundred something. Yeah. No, Yoda is exactly nine hundred. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, so says when you get we to do, nine, if you know, we do, yeah, yeah. If we do the math, <laughs> stop counting after eight yeah, no, no. <laughs> if, if we do the math, Yoda is nine hundred years old. Yeah. Right. Then there it is known that Yoda has trained Jedi for eight hundred years. Yeah. Which means that Yoda was training Jedi when he was a hundred years old. Mm-hmm. Which means that there's no way that he's a fully formed adult. <laughs> If fifty looks like that, and, and what I said was this: this thing looks more like a little toddler to me. Yes. I mean, it walks. Why he age up like a Pokemon? Like once you hit that hundred, that's, 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 like, that's the only explanation. That's the only explanation because we know that Yoda starts training Jedi at a hundred years old. So this kid is going to have to really grow a lot in the next 50 years in order to be, you know what I'm saying, at the, the mature. He's going to be like a sitcom kid where one season he a baby yeah, and the next season exactly. he's like five years old. Yeah. It's just <laughs> off. It's just off a little bit. It's off a little bit. But, but go ahead. But I'm yeah, sorry. but because of that, we were speaking about Yoda and you were telling me that you had this. I'm, we know that, all right, first of all, full disclosure, Guru is a big fan of Star Wars. Yes, I am an absolute fan of Star Wars. Yeah. Which makes me analyze Star yes. Wars, which makes me then go... Y'all are worshiping a false god. <laughs> and now this is where this theory comes in. And, and I'm so happy. Yoda is comparable to the Catholic Church. <laughs> wow! Think about it. Now, First of all, he's a priest. Yoda is a priest. They're all priests. Yes. Right? You're not allowed to have a woman. Yep. Very interested in young kids. Yep. Like super interested, we get gotta them, be super young. Yeah, super young. Yeah, we, we, we don't take them at a young. certain age. Yeah. Nah, nah, we, yeah, we nah. get them super young. <laughs> but what you have to what you have to realize is that the way that the Jedi are right now is not the only way that Jedi can be. Yoda, as the Grand Master, has instituted all of this stuff. 
right? Period. Yep. It's Yoda as the Grand Master that brings in this way of living. Jedi don't have to be in robes. They don't have to be priests. There was a time period where they didn't wear robes and they weren't priests and they had uh, partners and they were allowed to love and they were allowed to do all of these things. He is instituting yep. this nonsense, right? Number one. Number two is if you go to the overall ideas of a Jedi, yep. I totally disagree with them. Okay, right? like let's 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 do this. I I I'll say this. Right, let's, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Where are we going? Where are we going? All right, there is no emotion. There is peace. That's nah, a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a, that's a lot. Yeah. Cat. That's the number one. That's that is the, that's first, the first thing that you have to worship. Yeah, the, the first tenet of being a Jedi. There is no ignorance. There is knowledge. That's not true. Yeah, because without I mean, without true. one, you can't have the other. Which which you just hit on the head of where I'm going to go with this yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Right. Um. There is no passion. There is serenity. That's a lie. Yeah. Right. There is no chaos. There is harmony. A lie. Big right? cat. There is no death. There is the force. These kind are the, true. That was that was one. No, that, nope. That's not true. Well, well, to them because they because still ghost. Hold on, listen, listen, listen. No, but no, but hold on, listen, listen. This is the this is no, okay, 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 no, 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 no. a recent thing. Hold on, hold on. Let me let, yeah, me, let, me, let, me, let me get no, no, but let me get yeah. to a point. Let me get to a point. Let me get to a point. <laughs> In order for you, and I can go all the way from, but I'm gonna just deal with that one topic. Yep. In order for Yoda to learn how to manifest himself after death. Yep. Right. This is in the Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. He had to go through a series of trials where they are reminding him, you arrogant motherfucker, <laughs> that there is still evil inside of you. He thinks his arrogance of the time period that he's been a Jedi, he's like, I'm a Jedi. What? 800 years I've been doing this. Like, I got this under control. And they like, yo, it's still in you. Mm. You haven't wiped out all the negative. You just mm. are controlling it. And it isn't until he he's fighting um, a, a shadow that he doesn't know what the shadow is, right? Mm-hmm. And then once he sees it as his negative self, then he can defeat it yeah. because he just absorbs it. And it's like, yo, it is a part of me. He had to be reminded of that because he's super arrogant. Mm-hmm. His power has gotten him to the point of arrogance, which is what happens all the time. You keep thinking your one way is the way and you keep preaching this way. But in actuality, Yoda is the reason they fucked up. No, 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 let me show you. Hold (laughs) on. Let me show you exactly. Let me show you exactly where this happens. Yoda gets warned. He gets warned mad times about, yo, this is going to happen. He has premonition about it. If you get into the new book, Master and Apprentice, right? They... There's, there's, he sends out um, one of the Jedi to go collect the Sith um, holocrons. Yes. Right? And this person starts coming back and warning Yoda, like, yo, they ain't gone, fam. <laughs> we need to be doing something. He chooses to do nothing. His attitude is like, whatever. It's like, whatever. He gets warned a bunch of times. If you look in the, in the Clone Wars where he has this vision, right, where he sees all of them get wiped out. But to Yoda, to Yoda... He's supposed to let his friends die. Mm. Look, look what happens. If if Luke would have followed Yoda, they will all be dead. What does he tell Luke when Luke's like, when Luke falls, right? And he says, he said, oh my God, he has the vision of Leia being messed up and he has the vision of Han Solo being messed up. What does is, what is Yoda tell him? Don't go. Yeah. Don't go. He's like, yo, I can't get this vision out of my head. He's like, I gotta save my friends. He's like, he turns to him. And, 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 and when Obi-Wan is like, yo, Obi-Wan is at least saying, yo, 
trust in the force. Be patient. Do this. Mm-hmm. Patience, patience, patience. And he turns to them. He's like, and sacrifice Han and Leia. And Yoda says, if you believe in what they fight for, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. He said, if you want to hold that. <laughs> yeah, if, you be, if you believe in what they fight for, yes. Let your friends die. Now, it is, it is Luke's going against what Yoda says that actually allows him to win. Mm-hmm. The person, the person who keeps trying to adhere to Yoda gets turned to the dark side. But all right, that's... hold on, hold on. <laughs> when I come, hold on, let, let me, let me, let me get into it though. Let me get into it. Okay. Right? Here's my point, and this is the point that you made. You are, in essence, creating the anti to what you profess that you're trying to do. Mm. The whole thing that Jedi's are supposed to be dealing with is balance, balance mm-hmm. of the force. You're supposed to be back. Ba- you can't balance something that you're only on one side. You're such an extremist on this one side that you're not dealing with the negative, or I don't even want to call it negative. You're not dealing with the dark side of the force. So by not dealing with it, you make yourself susceptible to not even be able to recognize it. They He done made the Jedi so weak that the nigga that you trying to get is sitting in front of you and you can't even see it. He it's says like, it's like he's said, walking out of you. You not even think about it. He says at a certain point, he's like, um, 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 no, um, um, uh, uh, why can't I call his name? Samuel Jackson's character, my favorite. Mace Windu. Mace, Mace Windu says, "Yo, fam, I think it's time for us to tell everybody that our power has diminished so yeah. much that we can't." And what is Yoda's lie? Lie, yeah. lie. Every time Yoda is presented with something, <laughs> lie, lie about it, hide it. Push move, it away. Move that he, priest to yeah, another move, district. Yeah, move that priest <laughs> to another district. <laughs> Lie. I mean, you, Yo, wait, you wait, no, 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 no. Hold points, on. Man, hold on. When, when, when. But he, I got it. Hold I on. got it. Ben, Ben. <laughs> when he's presented with the fact that they know early, now through the Clone Wars, that what we are accepting, this is this is accepted canon. Yep. When he's presented with the idea and the and the proof that yeah. someone made <laughs> the legal clone no, 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 army. Made the clones. Yeah. What does he say? Oh. Lie. Hide them shit. He said, the, yo, the, clone, the clones have saved my life on more than one occasion. I can't do this to they them. They ain't do nothing bad in yeah, that. Yeah. Can't, I can't do this to them. Lie about it. Hide it. This well, is they whole, never stole from me. This is his whole point. I never no, got no, touched. No, this right. is his whole point. There's, there's, information, there's information all throughout their libraries that they don't let. You have to be of certain levels to get to certain information. Yes. Then yep. there's information that even the high-ranking Jedi can't get to that are locked away. That only they, that only Yoda and a couple people can go in and get. Mm-hmm. You're hiding the information. What are you doing? You're saying my child is not mature enough to deal with these certain topics, so I'm gonna just hide it away from them, which creates the imbalance. Yep. There was a time period before they were called Jedi. They were called Jedi, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. the Jedi practiced both sides. They practice dealing with the dark and the light, and they were very balanced human beings. But what happens is people start taking that, the dark side information, and they go a little too far. Mm-hmm. This is when we then have the Jedi um, internal war, yep. right? And we, and we have a civil war inside of the Jedi, right? The, the light side wins. So the light side starts rejecting yeah. all of the neck, of the studying of the neck, because they're scared. They're like, mm-hmm. yo, if we even touch this, right? But the reason that Mace Windu is so powerful is because he studied both sides. That's mm-hmm. why he could create the seventh form, which Yoda didn't want him to create. Number one, because he's like, yo, it's too close to the dark side. That's why he has a purple sword. He's mastered that seventh side. Mm-hmm. Yoda is the reason why they are so weak. That's the whole reason why they're weak is because of Yoda's philosophy, right? So Yoda, in, 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 in putting this together, 
really does what we do to most men. It's what Bell Hooks talks about when it says that men are taught to not deal with their emotions. Mm. They're taught tough it out. Yeah. That's what a man's supposed to do. Yeah. Suck it up. Don't, you know, nah. If I don't if I don't even acknowledge this emotion that I have this emotion, how can I deal with it? How can I understand what's going on? When when um Anakin goes to this dude like, "Yo, I know what the teachings are." I'm being honest with you that I have these emotions. What does he say? Learn to not I to, to throw away everything that learn to like to, to what is his exact words? Learn to throw away everything that you that you stand to lose. So you basically taking a kid. <laughs> he like everything ends in tragedy. No, no, I'm, get I, it I, now. I wrote this down where <laughs> hold, I was just like, yo, hold down that tragedy right yeah. now, Holmes. <laughs> okay, so I'm like, um, train yourself to let go of everything you fear. That's mm -hmm. the worst advice, right? There's <laughs> it is the worst advice. There's no this is how you deal with it. There's no acknowledgement, right? Second, there should be a listening and an empathy. Like mm -hmm. if I'm your OG and I'm listening to you and you're telling me I have these things that are gonna pull me away from your teachings, right? Then you're supposed to counsel me on how I'm supposed to deal with it. Not give me some bullshit answer about like, <laughs> yo, throw all this stuff away, right? And it's 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 just like his line of reasoning doesn't make sense. Fear is not a direct line to the dark side. It's mm. not. It's not. Fear is what Bob Marley said. My, my fear is my greatest courage. I'm scared that I might lose something, so it's going to make me rock. If, mm. if I'm scared that I can't feed my children, that's going to be my biggest courage to be like, yo, I got to get out here and make a way, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Fear is the same thing as, as the, the emotions that you need of senses. If I touch fire, it's hot. Something goes to my brain and says, take your finger off of this. It's hurting you. Right? It's, fear yeah. is the same thing. Yeah. So you're not supposed to run away from fear and you are making this grand assumption that the child cannot accept that or their minds aren't, aren't capable of doing that. Like, who are you? In the end, who are you to determine the fate of all? This is why Qui-Gon Jinn is not on... Qui-Gon Jinn ain't with this bullshit. Mm. He's not. It's when Obi-Wan says that if you would just listen to what they're saying, you would be on the council. Yep. But he know, he's like, I can't rock with them. Mm -hmm. I don't get down with the way that they get down. I know the real balance of the force. Or if you keep hiding shit over and over and over again, you let the door open for somebody else to be like, yo. Look at this over here. Look at this over here. Mm -hmm. You never, it's like, yo, if you hide porn from your kid, it's like eventually somebody gonna be like, yo, come yeah. look yo, at this. Yo, check this out. Yeah. So, you, you gonna, that's what you're doing. Have you seen my OnlyFans? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> <laughs> my OnlyFans are <laughs> <laughs> If you high liquor, like, like right. it's, 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 a, it's, and let me just say with hearing everything you've said right now, I don't know if I fuck with Yoda no more, but it's two, it, I think you made a, a very nuanced explanation of what they always say about fear, like, or what really should be shared about fear, that it's not about avoiding it. It's not about casting yeah. it aside. It's what you do with that what fear. What you do with the fear and the fear can drive you. It could be one of the biggest driving factors of like. Once you acknowledge the fear, then it can drive you to become better because you're afraid that you're going to end up in this spot or you're afraid of this so I, I can overcome my fear. Or, like, just every every aspect of what he teaches them is wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. Like, like, like... So like, wait, do you just don't fuck with Yoda? Or you just nah, I don't. I don't. Oh, no, like, but, but, okay, okay, okay. Oh. Go to this thing. <laughs> 
like like you I mean, just now, you, you disrespect life. So yeah, so, so Yoda go Yoda going death is a natural part of life where it's just like yo don't save your friends don't do this don't do that leads to Anakin becoming Darth Vader when Luke disobeys him over and over again that's how Luke wins every time Facts. Luke is getting into some it's, he's tapping into his emotional state right to defeat it or he's going yo I don't care what you say I'm going to save my sister and Han Solo yeah he did it. Yeah. He disobeyed him he and did. he won. So when he's fighting, um, when he's fighting his father, the emotion coming, the emotion coming, the emotion come, boom, he chops off his arm. And when he's about to kill him, he looks down and he's like, ooh, that's me. So then he goes and he goes, you know what? I almost went there. But you nope, you know what? I'm a civilized person. I'm not gonna go that route. You lost. You lost. Cause now I'm I I've tapped into the anger part, mm. which is the seven sword style, mm -hmm. right? Attacking because. If you go by Yoda, you're only supposed to defend yourself. You're never supposed to attack. Yeah. This is the natural question when Anakin in the Clone Wars is with the general and the general's pointing this out to him. He's just like, yo, this is what's wrong with y'all. The enemy right there, but y'all never will kill him. How are you going to stop the war if you ain't going to kill your enemy? Like, then what are we doing here? That, right. What are we doing? There's then no, what are we, there's no war with no here? offense. Like, you got to do something. it gets you to the point where Anakin looks and he goes, you know what? I know there's some things they're not teaching me. Okay, but this is my thing, right? I agree with you 100% on all that. Mm -hmm. But, and this is my problem too with Star Wars and the fandom and what I'm really afraid is going to happen in Rise of the Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Because in the prequels, as, you know, whatever half-assed they are, what Anakin is always trying to say is this shit is trash. You know, like this whole Jedi Order is a mistake. You know, like you just said, you're keeping me from emotion. Duh, 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 duh. This ain't working. Well, well, just 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 look, look, look at the kid. Yep. Look at the kid. You bring him in front. You embarrass him. The very first time that, that he gets in front of the council, he gets embarrassed for yep. having emotions. Yep. He gets embarrassed. Yeah. That's their whole thing. Is that they're like, yo, um, your your thoughts are dwelling on your mother. Mm -hmm. Right. And then he's like, what does that got to do with anything? <laughs> and Yoda's like, it has to do with everything yeah. because you 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 you're you're afraid to lose her, mm -hmm. but. If he would have listened to himself while he's having these dreams of his mother and just went and got his mother, yep. he could have saved her. Yep. His his thing is that by the time he get there, he's too late. Yep. And he and then that's again, now that he experiences that thing of being too late makes him kirk out and kill the whole village, which is the first time that he really is tapping into that thing because he's killing women and children. He's yep. just he just made that point where he's like, yo, y'all are part of the people that kill my mother. I'm killing everybody. I'm taking out this whole village. First time Women he kills kids. Mm -hmm. First time he kills them. kids. But see, that's my point, right? So Anakin spends these whole three movies trying to say it's wrong, you know, gets fucked up, gets turned to the dark side, everything, because they don't listen to him. Mm -hmm. Then we come back in the sequels now, and we have, you know, Luke being like, and that's why I love Last Jedi so much, because Luke is like, yo, this shit has to end. Look what we did. We couldn't even see the enemy who was right in front of our face. Yoda's we fault. We effed up. Yoda's fault, pretty much. Yoda comes along and is like, burn the bus too. Yeah, I fucked up in the back of the day, but ah. You know? <laughs> no, but I mean, he's trying to make a point. He's trying to make a point that that the information is is supposed to be alive. And yes. He, and and that, was his, that was his joke of like, he's like, yo, burn the books. And he's like, well, did you read the book? Yeah. He's like, yeah, well, then you know what's in the book. Like, Boring. it's not, yeah, it's not about. <laughs> not a page turner. Yeah, it's not about those books and that thing. Yep. Which, which I was hoping that the world was saying that Yoda was learning a lesson because Yoda yeah. had to learn certain things along the way about where he was wrong. Mm -hmm. But it's it's also the question of 
later on, and again, we don't know if this is going to become canon, but in the legend in an expanded universe, when Luke then goes and starts to rebuild the Jedi and then takes on Han Solo, I mean, then takes on Solo as a uh, Han Solo's son, yep. uh, as an apprentice, he does what I was saying the original Jedi were doing. He doesn't ask he doesn't them to wear them. robes. Yeah. He doesn't, ask, they wear regular stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They have wives, they have whatever. He changes the way that the order is. Which is, again, it's a way of learning. And that's what I'm hoping for is going to happen in Rise of Skywalker. I really hope that they're not going to go back and just do the same thing again where Rey establishes a new Jedi Order and everybody starts wearing robes and they go get kids and all this stuff because, as you have so eloquently pointed out, it resembles the Catholic Church <laughs> way too much. Well, yeah. like, like, look, like, look at this. Okay. Have you ever asked yourself, do you, do you, know, do you know the real layout of the entire Jedi? You know how many councils there are? No. There's four councils. Okay. See? Okay? Yep. There's four councils, right? We only deal with the top level of the council, right? So so let, let, let's deal with these councils, right? Um, there, there's branches, right? So uh, let's say this. Uh, you know what? I'll start here, right? You you, you start off, and, and let's be clear that all four sensitive children do not become Padawans. Mm. That's right. And all Padawans yes. do not become Jedi. Jedi. Yep. So what happens to the people that don't pass the trial? <laughs> we know what happens to the people that don't. All right. So we'll say initiates. You know, you have to you have to go through initi initiate trial to become a Padawan. Right. Yep. That's that's um you showing your connection to the Force. That's where you got to make your lightsaber. That's all of that. Right. Yeah. Then you have to get picked. Mm. Right. Padawans have to have someone There's to train them. If you don't yep. get picked, then you just don't get picked. Right. Um, so then you, you go into the trials of knighthood, which is the, uh, of trial of insight, trial of skill, trial of spirit, trial of the flesh, trial of courage, right? If you don't make it, you get assigned to a branch within the Jedi service corps, right? That's just it. That's you, you, There's four branches to the service corps, right? There's the exploratory corps. You, but you're staying a Jedi at this no, point? You just no, you're, no, you're, no, you're a Jedi. You're not Jedi knight. Ah, okay. The Jedi okay. serve the Republic. That's another yep. thing. That's another thing. You're supposed to be a religious sort of a religious but thing, you're but you're serving the state and you're yep. doing what the state wants. So, so many times you've created the conflict because, um, what's the name keep telling y'all? He's like, yo, we not soldiers. We are keepers of the peace. Y'all keep putting us in this like, so there's a difference between a soldier and, a, and what we are. We're not supposed to be soldiering. And it's almost like where Yoda keeps yearning for the old times, where he's just like, yo, it was so much better back in the day when we wasn't fighting this war. Because Yoda Nate is the not, Jedi Yoda, Yoda don't know how to fight wars. He don't, it's, it's, it's a contradiction. He don't even know defense. It's a contradiction to him, right? So there's a there's an explore, explore, exploration core, there's an architecture core, educational core, and a medical core, right? These are all the people that are force sensitive that don't make it. Mm -hmm. So everybody don't make it. Yeah. Certain people just got to serve. Like, what? I'm gonna just come, <laughs> but 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 think about it. You've you've taken this person away Way from, their from family. any yeah. any type of skill, any type of family that they have. Skill. The very first thing that you pull somebody in, they can no longer talk to their parents ever again in life. They, they don't you know can't have ha, you can't yeah. contact your parents. Period. Mm. We we won't allow that type of attachment, right? Or if you're somebody like Ahsoka who wrongly gets accused of something that she didn't do and gets kicked out, what does Ahsoka do? She's been training ever since. Mm -hmm. You got 14-year-old kids fighting wars. Yeah. It's a 14-year-old girl. Anakin was rocking at nine. Mm -hmm. He's up in the plane rocking at nine fighting a war. You got kids soldiers. 
We condemn this across the world. This shit evil. It's an evil world we live right. in. So let's let's talk about what they do, right? Number one, number one thing they do, baby snatching. These are the Jedi recruiters. The Jedi recruiters go around the I world. I got to do my research and no, find no. out what's fucked up in Star Trek. No, no, hold on. I'm just telling you. Jedi recruiters go around the world because force-sensitive children that aren't recruited are, are more likely to be an enemy. You can easily get turned to the dark side, and we got to check to make sure. So there are recruiters in the Jedi that go out and find the children. They're baby snatchers. Like, I, Period. You can't even, like, fall, like, he's right. Number two. I can't argue. Once you snatch the baby, they're never allowed to see their parents, right? Number three, that age limit was introduced over time. They started learning. It wasn't that way in the beginning. Did mm-hmm. you die? Anytime you ran into somebody force sensitive that may not know, you was allowed to train that person because yeah. we studied both things. But if I'm trying to brainwash you, I have to start as a child. That's point blank. And let's notice where Yoda spends most of his time. <laughs> with them kids. At, when, 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 in, 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 in the, the prequels. He's with the kids. kids. All, the the time. all the time. Every time. Every time. And, 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 and when they get into... Um, the time when Yoda had, when, when Yoda's hearing Qui-Gon Jinn for the first time, before he even goes, when Qui-Gon Jinn is leading them on this path to understand, because they, they didn't understand the living force at that point. Mm. Qui-Gon Jinn, who understood balance, is the person after he dies who manifested by himself yeah. without having to be instructed. Yeah. Right? Qui-Gon Jinn is more powerful than He's the first ghost. First one. Yeah. So he's telling Yoda how to do this, right? Mm-hmm. So when Yoda's hearing his voice, they think Yoda's crazy. Right? They all go to the temple, they sit down, and they meditate for a whole day. Everybody's like, we ain't hear nothing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? So they put they put Yoda in a deprivation, uh, deprivation tank, right? They put him in a tank, and then that's when he hears Qui-Gon Jinn again. And he mm. comes out and he was like, Oh, I was talking to an old friend. And they looking at him like, talking to the dead. What you yeah. talking? They think they they then go, Yoda could be susceptible to the dark side of the force. Mm. And they like, yo. We know he's the oldest and the widest, but that, that does not remove you from being susceptible to the dark side. And Yoda's even like, yo, I agree with y'all. Like, I got to find out what this is on my own. Qui-Gon Jinn is the one who tells him to go to Dagobah. Mm-hmm. Right? Cool. Right after that, you have basically, like, they introduced that age limit thing for this for that point. Right? So, obviously, you get to brainwashing and we, we want to brainwash the kids. So, so that we can have child soldiers. Right? This is also... If you really look at the basis of what they are, they're a rogue organization that's funded by the government. The reason I say rogue is because nobody checks them. Nope. Right? They steal all the kyber crystals of the world. Nobody else can, can use kyber crystals. When kyber crystals could be could be powering a whole bunch of other stuff. Now that's us, B. Yeah. For our we got the lock. Yeah, we got what? We got the lock See on that. That's our. That's 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 nat- that's making a decision and saying, I'm taking this natural resource for myself. Period. Nobody else can rock with the kyber crystals but them. Right, that's that you had to steal kyber crystals to make the big, the uh, the Death Star, right? You yep. had to get to that point, um, and you got this like superiority complex, right? They hold all the info, and certain Jedi can't read it. The public can't read it. Like that's you got to like I, I'm superior. I can read it, but you can. Where have we heard that before? <laughs> when you steal all of our information, <laughs> and you put it. <laughs> In your stuff, and then you say no. But then you, you say, got some slave traders oh, no, now. No, 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 no. They went from the Catholic Church to no, slave saying, traders. No. It's the same thing. It's when you steal all of our information 
And then you tell, and then you tell the world, guess what? Not only can you not fuck that, you can't read, period. We go through the dark ages because it's like, nah, reading itself is against the law. Why you know how to read? Man. Only the priests get to learn how to they read. Big brother, Catholic yeah. church, all rapping. Okay. <laughs> right? So when you say, when, when, when you're preaching against what the reality is, or your reality just doesn't make sense, when you go, yo, only the Sith deal in absolutes. Really? Yeah. <laughs> nah, nigga, your whole really? Shit in really, fam? Your whole thing is an absolute. <laughs> That's the conflict. Yeah. The conflict is you dealing in an absolute. So for you to say, it's just opposite to what you deal with. Mm -hmm. So for you to go, oh, only the Sith dealing. And no, that's no. not true, bro. You just said that. That's an absolute. Yeah, the statement itself is an absolute statement. <laughs> right? Yo. They're, 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 they're fighting for... Uh, no, no, what does he? What does he say after that? What does he say to Anakin? What does he say to Anakin when Anakin says, "I look at you as evil"? He said, "My my loyalty is towards democracy. Yeah. <laughs> There's no democracy in the Jedi. <laughs> None. It's my way or the highway." From my perspective, the Jedi yeah. are evil. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the best line in the prequels. There's no democracy in the Jedi, bro. There's no democracy. It's it's, it's my way or, or the, the highway. highway. Yeah, facts. Right, it's just, I, I could go on for days about. Like, <laughs> I think I think you crushed the hopes and dreams. How do you feel about Star Wars now? I mean, no, but that's the thing. I, the thing is, when Drew first presented this to me, it hurt me. But at the same, because it was true. Yeah, I already knew it was true, though. That's the thing. Like Anakin makes this point in the prequels that the order is trash. It's, and, no, it's not. And again, let's. Yeah. This is why. This is why I will say this mm -hmm. and and relate it to certain things. It's not that the order is trash. It's, it's the Yoda. same. It's the same way that religion is not trash. Yeah. It's the way it's being used and interpreted and taught. It's the way that Yoda has made the order that makes it trash. When you say, "Yo," you start instituting all these rules, and it's really just based off of your um your ideas, mm -hmm. and then we find out that your ideas are wrong. Yeah. So then who the fuck are you, dog, <laughs> that say that this is the only way that it can be done? Who are you? But see, that's what kills me because then in... But he's the Pope. It, he is the Grand Master. He is the highest person on that council. And that's my problem, though, because then in Last Jedi, you have this laughing Yoda who rolls up like, oh, yeah, those last 900 years were pretty fucked up, right? Yeah. But, <laughs> hey! Don't, don't, even, don't, even get me, don't even get me into Last Jedi of, like... How someone who just touches the force can like deal with somebody who's been trained and then like yeah, that that's just, just horrible. Like that's horrible. Oh come on though. I mean, Luke Skywalker blows up a Jedi. I mean, blows up the Death Star before he's really trained. No, I know, but that's him using the force and using mechanical shit. Right. And it's just like, yo, he makes and a great shot. Yeah. It's not him battling another trained Jedi with a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah but Kylo Ren's a fuckboy. Or or there's no, there's absolutely no way someone who. Uh, the black dude, whatever his name is, yeah. picks up the lightsaber and starts rocking, and it's just like, yo, come on. You mean Finn? <laughs> so anybody could just pick up a lightsaber and well, start Finn rocking? Well, Finn is Force-sensitive is what I'm going with. I, I, I'm going with that, too. I'm but, going with but that. But you're not trained in it. No, but it's it's he's right. that nice, and he's no, black. He's not that nice. <laughs> <laughs> not that nice, bro. Nobody's that. Then, then there's no need to train. No. no but his blackness makes up for it. There's no need to train. You know how long... <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> All this sense guru in him making you come in with? Well, he black. <laughs> what the fuck? 
this ridiculous. <laughs> this is why I love this show. Yeah, but I love Ray and I, I love, love Finn. And I love the pre. I mean, the sequels, whatever. So I I can't knock them, but I do understand. Like, but that's the thing. When you look at Star Wars in any film too much, you can find the holes and all that. But I, as far as this whole theory about Yoda, I fully agree with like, it. I'm like, so, so hold on. You not, have you have, let me do my councils right. So you have the High Council, you have the Council of First Knowledge, the Council of Reconciliation, Council of Reassignment, that's who reassigns all the Jedi oh. after they can't make it nowhere, or they, right? Or, yeah, or whatever do they need to be? Do they get to reassign between their different <laughs> No, no, here's the precincts? thing. Now, here's the thing. In those four councils, right, yeah. there's five people that lead those four, like, there's five people on every council. Mm-hmm. Three of them rotate, two of them are there forever. They have tenure. So, so... So two of them are there regardless. Like Supreme Court shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes, they're there forever. So three wow. three of them rotate out, and t- just the same way Yoda is going to always be there until he dies. Mm. You understand what I'm saying? The nigga lives so, to 900 or well, more. I mean, beyond. longer if well, he hadn't gotten Longer, murked. right. Yeah, if he hadn't, you know, well, dressed himself that's, out. That's just what it is. So for, for 9,000 years, you got an Iron Fist rule? Of the, see now I hate this nigga now. <laughs> like, I'm looking at Baby Yoda kind of funny. I'm looking at Baby Yoda kind of funny, but no, but he could be, be totally different. Yeah, it doesn't always have totally to be that way, and that's my point. That's my point is that people need to understand you're looking at a very specific time period, mm-hmm. and there's thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Just think about this. Just think about this. All if you go back, all the things that Jedi had to deal with, Civil War. Sith Wars, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Mandalorians, everybody, they survived all of that. Guess who was the leader when they got wiped out? Because he let them get wiped out. <laughs> Yoda knew about it. He let them get wiped out, bro. What type of leader is that? The title of this episode is Yoda Ain't Shit. <laughs> what type of leader is that? I'm going to go with Yoda as a priest. <laughs> <laughs> what type of leader is that, man? What type of leader are you that you make us so weak that the arch enemy is... We're actually working for the arch enemy. But He's see, sitting in front of us and we can't even sense it. Maybe Yoda's like Dr. Manhattan where he sees it all and he nah, just needs... Nah, he's definitely not. He's definitely not. He's definitely not. He's to, he yeah. says it himself. Yo, the dark side got us so clouded. I can't see nothing. He admits yeah. to it. He admits to it. And he still goes on about being trash. Yeah. yeah. But this is the way you have the Jedi Order set up. It's not right. It's not right. And I don't like the fact that there's like not too many women no. that get the rock. Yeah. Like, like, like there are women on the high council. Yeah. There are women in particular positions. But this is a very male-dominated thing. And that's been my main issue and why it took me so long to get to the point of being a big Star Wars fan is because, and not just women, black women, women of color, like just a Jedi Knight. Where are they? The black ones? Women. Oh, women, they're, they're, yeah. Black I don't, I don't and, and black it. women. Like, like when, like, uh-uh. and this was, yes, this was aspirational thinking, but when they first announced Lupita, I'm like, yo, what if she's a Jedi Knight? Or what if she's this? And then she comes out to be the CGI character. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, we're doing better. We got John on the new one. Yeah, but you think they're going to kill her off, too? That's the other part. I'm just like, you Oops. think they're going to take her down? Like, they're going to bring her in and take her down immediately. Like they did. Um, like they did. Yeah. What's the name in uh, Han Solo? I don't know. It's just a I, what I what I would hope for the brand is not. that is that this comes out, you get this out of the way, and then you can start writing real, real stories. Like yeah. you got to wrap this up. We all know, you know, what I, mean? I, I don't know if people know, but I'm sure you guys know of the turmoil that's been back and forth with directors mm-hmm. and with yes. her as a leader. She just needs to step down. You know what I mean? Like I don't she know just, if she does though. But... She does, bro. You know what this is, and it, this is nepotism. Yeah, 
This is nepotism. Mm. You were next to. You was the person in the studio while we was making the song. That's it. And you just been there. You was the studio manager. That's like, you. it don't mean you can make great songs <laughs> just because you managed the studio really well. But all right, but for... she she was with everybody when they made their classics. That's yeah. all it is. You was you know you could find the pictures of her and Spielberg together yeah. on very yeah. classic sets and all. But that don't mean you can run this thing. The reason being, Marvel's under the same house and they rocking. You messing up a brand because you trying to take it somewhere where I don't know if you really are. The person who writes the program doesn't and sends the company into millions of dollars doesn't automatically need to be the manager. You just good at writing programs. When you gotta manage stuff, something and say a direction, I don't know if Homegirl is the right fit. No, I don't. I don't know if she's the perfect fit. But in Disney's defense, right, air keeping her around is because the films are continuing to make billions. No, the, what's uh, what's the name? Ain't make millions. Of I'm solo. solo. That's the only Solo's one. Solo's the only one. But it also remember that's relative. Like it didn't make a billion, but it didn't mean it didn't make money. Okay, so then, so then, if yeah. you got directors that's like, yo, she's the problem. She's mm-hmm. the problem, and it's more than one person. Yeah, then she's the problem. Period. Period. And you got to make them big decisions. You got to make them big decisions. Did you hear when, when um, uh, dude that was the head of Disney like, like, like yelled at her in a in a company meeting? Uh-huh. Yeah, look that up. He 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 called her out in a company meeting. But it just it's neither here nor there. My my point being is I hope this comes out. It's the end to this thing, and mm-hmm. then you can start writing some realness. And I and I like what they're doing in terms of you can start meshing things the same way Marvel has already announced that they're going to mesh things with TV, with mm-hmm. the movies. You're going to have, you know, that's the way, that's the way, me and Ben were having this conversation of that is our natural way of reading comic books. Yeah. Where this book leads to this book and then it picks up in this book and then mm-hmm. this book even tells you and refers, say, y'all picking up from this yeah. book, da, da, da. Yeah. Like, it should all do that. But I, I don't, it, it, Yeah, the interconnectedness it, is important. Again, I'm not a Star Wars hater. I'm just like, I don't like where it's gone, and I think it's 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 too Disney. It's too like for the kids. Mm. It's not adhering, and, and that's not really what it was. It, it became famous for telling really good coming of age stories. That's yeah. all it really is: is yeah. coming of age stories. But it's not. It's just not adhering to what the brand is, and that's 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 my turnoff. And then that beyond just like me saying y'all got to analyze Yoda for what he is, right? <laughs> beyond that, I'm just saying like what the concept of the Star Wars franchise needs to be has got to change. Mm. I agree. Meanwhile, we waiting on Picard. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we got Mandalorian. I'm good. You know, I can't. You know, it, I like. I like. It ain't the best, but it's it's solid. You know, I think. I think. I think the the uh, visually. Like yeah. it Beautiful. looks amazing for yeah. a television. It's like really watching a movie yeah. as a television show. Every week. I heard they they spending like yeah. what per per episode? Like like at least a mil per episode. Yeah. They yeah. could add more on the CGI budget. I mean, they could, mm-hmm. but you know, it's it's good. And next season they'll add more to that budget. Yeah. yeah. And then we got Obi Wan. So I'm you know like I feel you because I'm the same way. Like and then Shorty that directed um the, one of the better episodes is yeah, running the, the whole Obi Wan series. Yes. So that's yes. you know yes. that's yes. that's a good look right there. Yes. So, you know, we got all that. But thank you, Guru, for joining us today. Appreciate it. We're going to do some rap segment. We, 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 gotta, we haven't done a rap. In- it's been a minute. So, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we got to have to run through our rapid fire questions. All right. The first one, The Wire or Breaking Bad? Wire. All right. Uh, Superman or Batman? Uh, Superman. Wakanda or Zamunda? Uh, Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Michael Myers, Freddy, or Jason? Mm. 
Freddy, just from the simple fact that, like, you kind of can't kill Freddy. You can't kill Freddy. Freddy's already dead, and he comes to you in your dreams. You could actually kill Jason. Jason's just a crazy dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Michael Myers, you could kill him, too. Yeah, he's yeah. the easy Yeah, he's the easy one. Yeah, so Freddy, yeah. That's a good one. They just always lock Michael up. Like, they don't even yeah, attempt yeah, to kill yeah, him. Yeah. They just know he ain't worth shit. Like, yeah. just like, yeah, just throw his ass in jail. Fresh Prince or Martin? That's tough. Martin. Teen Titans or X-Men? X-Men. Peter Parker or Miles Morales? <sighs> Peter Parker. Not even going to ask and hurt my feelings. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. Ask it. Ask it. We already know. We've been asking for the last 45 minutes. Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, come on. It's not even close. It's not even close. Not even close. Star Trek is the greatest show ever. And at the end of the year, too. Thank you, girl. Um, Magneto Professor X? Neither. Wow. Ooh, why not? That's the first neither. Yeah. They both a little conflicted. Mm. Uh, again, Professor X has a little bit of that arrogance. Super, no, super, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it, all of it. Like that, that arrogance that I was talking about with Yoda. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's the worst. He's the worst. Yeah, Professor X is a jerk of making those decisions of being like, "Yo, you're the leader, but who are you?" Because really, Wolverine is looking at him like, "Yo, what is what is you doing to her brain? Like what?" Shout out to Steph I Will who hates Professor X. She hates that dude. As you should. Professor's is the like, worst yo, for the most like, part. Bro, like you, you, you just took a little kid and locked off a percentage of her, her brain. brain and said like she's not going to be able to handle this which That's in essence shit. yeah which in essence you you trapped the, the, the you know you trapped it and, you and like Wolver- the force Yes, on. you created it. It's like yeah. Wolverine said like sometimes the animal don't like to be trapped and you just not you don't know you are not as strong as her number one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? She's way beyond you. Mm-hmm. So for you to put these psychic blocks in her brain and actually creates the phoenix you know what I mean and what's the say? and then Wolverine if he really wanted to be like yo you a little kid to me I'm way older than you fam like you're a little son to me like (laughs) Wolverine could be like yo I'm I'm way your senior like you know what I mean that's what's your issue with uh, Professor X no no, Magneto Magneto no Magneto sorry yeah just because he's 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 crossed the line already Mm. where he's where he's just like yo he's been through so much in his life where he's just like you know what I tried it your way I tried to I tried to be nice to these humans um They've put me through concentration camps. You know what I mean? They've put me through this and that. You've yeah. pulled, you, you you used the worst emotions to pull my powers out of me. Like, yeah. you've done all of these things to me over the years. And I think he has just become that thing of, like, I tried. And uh, he's just so far gone now that he's he's, he's just on that side. So neither. Yeah. Who, who, who I really think the most power, if you really, the potential mm-hmm. to be the most powerful is Rogue. Yeah. Yes. Rogue has the yes, potential to mine. be the Number most one. powerful soup because if I can take everybody else's power, mm-hmm. then uh, that's that's almost what the uh and uh, memory. Uh, yeah, yeah, memory. Yeah, 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 yeah. So abilities, like, everything. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's like you can become the most powerful. Rogue was She's like always been my favorite. Yeah, next to yeah. Rogue was like as a kid that was the one for me. That Rogue was, the one. was my mm-hmm. favorite X Men all the way. That red hair. That red hair and, and that <laughs> white stripe. that that white tribe did it for me Um, let's see Lex Luthor or Dr. Doom Mm. Dr. Doom Dr. Doom definitely favorite superhero movie of all time oh god it's too hard to say it's too hard to say but I guess Black Panther is is now my favorite just because of the ideas and what it did for this generation but I don't don't have one particular favorite Hmm. okay yeah all right. Who was your first geek crush? 
Like, yeah, who are you crushing on? Probably Storm. Something. Storm? Yeah, probably Storm. All right. Yeah. What character's death in any medium hurt you the most? Hmm. Character death in any medium hurt you the most? I don't know. Or, um, or alternatively, we're doing this new thing. What's character's death where you thrilled that they died? I don't know about thrill. I'm trying to think of what what hurt me the most. Uh, uh, when Shorty died on Star Trek, that was uh, with the blonde hair. Uh, what was her That's name? That's my Kess. No, 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 no. She was early. She was she was a security guard. She was uh, uh and then they brought. There was an episode where they they kind of tried to like fake bring her back, but it was like it was a clone of her. Uh, saying that she was uh, which series? Tasha Yar. Oh, Tasha uh, Tasha oh, I know the name. Tasha Yar. Yeah, yes, yeah, Tasha Yar. Tasha Yar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That 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 was ill because that was like, oh snap! Like mm. people didn't die that often in superhero. You know what I mean? Or yeah. on, on yeah. science fiction or anything other than like, red shirts. Yeah, and yeah. she yeah she like her death was like, oh wow, we got a really deal. Like she's really dead, and they was like, yeah, like she's gone. Like her character's gone. That was ill. Um, but that was that's that's kind of that's like the nineties. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I, I'll say Tasha Yar. All right. Favorite Wesley Snipes movie? Y'all, you want you want to know something, bro? I really do rock with Blade, son. Yeah, like I rock with Blade. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it's Blade One or Blade Two, but maybe both of those are fire. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe Blade Two is when the they had the vampires whose mouths yeah. open all yeah. up. Yeah. yeah, maybe Blade. That little dog. Is that Blade One. Is, that is a vampire dog? Uh, that might yeah, be a vampire. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And his mouth yeah. opens yeah. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is Blade Two. Yeah, and it doesn't he like kick it or shoot it or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Okay. Comic books are hip-hop. The entirety, the history of one of those has to go. Gone forever. Which one do you choose? Uh, then comic books have to go. Yeah. <laughs> hip-hop pay the bills. Nah, it's not even about paying the bills. It's, it's, just, it's about, just the love. Yeah. It's the love of the thing. Like I, I, could, I could go into other science fiction genres without it mm. being a comic book, yeah. but you, there is no replacing hip-hop in terms of like just music yeah. in, in my life and what mm-hmm. that means. Like, there is no replacing that. Um, that's a tough question, though, because that's like two of the things that I really, really love. But as a whole, comic books will have to go. I feel you. As much as I love, I mean, <laughs> it hurts to say it, but yeah, like I, I, like you said, I could always watch Star Wars, Star Trek, you know, it's mad shit, but there's nothing like scratching on a turntable. You know, there's nothing like beat machines, there's nothing like digging for records, there's nothing like hearing a new bar, like there's, yeah, that's music. You know, yeah, that's something else. So now, nah. and you can tap every other form of music by dealing yeah, with hip hop. Yeah, yeah. no, hip hop like, yeah. taught me every other form of music. Yeah. Like it taught me everything. Like, yeah. yeah. If you saying just comic books, right? Yeah, like, just I, don't. Like, okay, yeah. yeah, but not like no, not no, sci fi, not everything okay. else. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. comic books. Yeah, yeah. All right. And if you could have any one superpower, what would it be? Rogue's power. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You get to absorb every other power. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Guru. You survived the interview segment. You survived the brap segment. Wasn't an interview, though? No, I mean, not really. Just <laughs> more, you know. A, you know. No, we just sit down and talk. Yeah. You know, that's how it is here. You know, friend of the show and everything. It so, was a lesson. Yes. So please let the internets know where they can find you at. Uh, young Guru 763 on Instagram um, and, and Young underscore Guru on Twitter. That's yes, it. sir. 
And any upcoming projects or anything you want to let people know about? Uh, I'm just working, man. I've been I've been um, this year just trying to mix, uh, just step out and mix a bunch of stuff. I just uh, did uh, like G Herbo's project that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a project with Volley that I produced. Uh, Volley Contra is official name, mm. um, just because like if you Google Volley, it's gonna give you tennis. Mm. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so no, nah, but he's he's super dope. We just put out a song called Candy. Okay. Um, that's really really dope. Um. It's just a bunch of stuff, man. I've just, I just been trying to, like, mix and match a little bit more into just, like, I had time this year to, like, really deal with all the people that I've always been like, yo, I want to mix this, I want to mm-hmm. mix that, you know, like, and, and not being trapped into doing, like, a J album. 2017 was 444 and then a tour, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so five months I'm in the studio recording, then I toured. Then 2018 was Everything is Love for five months and then a tour, you know what I mean? Yep. Extensive. And even in that time, I got to do... Meek's album, which you know what mm-hmm. I mean, Championships yeah. was to me is one of his better albums, like yeah. his best album. Got nominated, whatever. I still, you know, I have Rhapsody as an artist with me in ninth. Fire. Oh, so we got to put put out the Eve project, and then I got to do Jadena's album. So I just I just been you know what I mean trying to do other things after I got done with making J albums. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So no more J albums. No, nah, I mean eventually. <laughs> I want him. I wish you know. I wish he would get back in, but you know that happens when it happens. Or like you know, you just let him be him. He's dealing with some, you know, dealing with the management and dealing with a whole bunch of other stuff now. So we'll see. I hope, enjoying I hope. life. Yeah, you know? enjoying life. Yeah, as yeah. you should. Mm. All right. Well, um, well, no, this won't be our last episode of the year. No, no this no. may not be. I don't. I, mean, no, I don't think so. We no, still got, we got to drop this yeah, this week. We, yeah, we still got more to come. So, you know, I think that's about it, though. We're going to get up out of here. Yes. Thank you, Rue, for joining us, as always. Absolutely. My annual. Yes, sir. <laughs> and that's it, y'all. Peace. <laughs>